93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I was glad to see it was surfing around uh, yesterday, and uh, when the uh, when they found that uh, that twelve kid that was missing yeah since uh, what Sunday Saturday night Saturday, three days, yeah. North Carolina I was like I was totally surprised obviously happy that the, that they found the boy but you know when when people when they when they find out the kids are missing and and they've been looking for a couple of days it's usually like that's not going to turn out good well one thing they they kept stressing too which I thought this is this is not going to turn out the the way they wanted to is that they kept stressing that it was a a hilly cliff uh, area. Right. So that, uh, you know, they, they, they kept trying to suggest that even if he wandered off in the thick brush or in the dark, he, he could have easily have gone over the edge of something. Yeah, and they were saying they didn't search the area that they found him in because he would have had to have passed this, you know, this big mountain area, and that's where he was. And do you know... He was, like, he was like 800 feet outside the the parameter yeah. that they last checked. Oh, really? Yeah. And he saw the horses that were out, like, the, you know, they had taken horses through the woods to, to try to find this kid, and they, he said he had actually seen the horses but didn't go over to them because he was scared. Did really? They, yeah. Did they think for a while there that maybe uh, there could have been like some crazy woodsman guy who had abducted the kid? Well, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... Which um, to find? <laughs> <laughs> they, they absolutely would have considered that, I would imagine. I the mean, name's Jeremiah. Look at my Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, I don't think they ever came forward and said that, but I mean, as a parent... I mean, that's obviously going to be one of your concerns. I mean, not just being lost, but I mean... There's Exposure! Been, there's been stories, uh, uh, where you remember a while back, of some girl that was uh, held at this guy's little yes. area out in the woods and yeah. dug out a, uh, like a, almost like a cave in the side of the ground and, and, and was... With, with to, ventilation systems yeah. and all. This guy was prepared to abduct this kid yeah. and uh, had gone to great lengths to secure it. I mean, because this, in this day and age, the, that's the first place your mind goes. It's like, who's got my kid? Well, not that, where is my kid? In, right. in that case, I wouldn't think that. I, you know, I would think because of the, uh, because of where they were, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we've talked about this before. If you go out and you're in the woods... And and you know, so as a Boy Scout, he knows some of the tricks about where to where to go and so on and so forth. Uh, but you know, if you start to panic and you lose your direction, yeah, you're aft. I don't know how big this place was, but when I was in the Boy Scouts, we didn't go to places that were all that big. I mean, we did French Creek, Delmont, and stuff like that. Where you know, it, it's you didn't go out into like Western PA, no. and out in the middle of Appalachian uh, Trail, nothing right, like the that. Pine Barrens, yeah. yeah. So if you if you got lost, you were Crazy. somewhat contained, you know. Right. right. Well, th- this is out in, in the Falun Wilderness. <laughs> There's a great book that I mentioned this before. It's called The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. It's a Stephen King book, and uh, it describes in really great detail how this girl gets lost in the middle of the woods, and she just makes a couple of left turns where she should have make an, made a right and, and ends up completely separated from everybody and wanders off. And, and King describes it beautifully. And every time I hear about this kid get, uh, kid getting lost in the woods, it reminds me of that because it's, it's so like, easily it's, done. It's like an exponential, your first yep. mistake... With your second mistake, it multiplies and exactly. it keeps increasing it tenfold. Hey, dude, it was bad enough as a kid getting lost in a department store. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. much less the woods. I, and, and, and it was, you know, back when, when I was a kid, they didn't have the security uh, procedures that they have now, which is to lock the door, don't let anybody out, and uh, and completely search the store. It was just you you wandered around, yeah. and uh, and if you were found, you were found. And if, if, you know, your parents had to have been completely frantic, because I know I... 
I did just, you ever get lost in a mall oh, or a store? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, many times. I always ended up. I was always that kid at the front desk, and and they make the announcement. <laughs> we have a little boy up here who's wearing a green jacket and a brown shirt, and answers to the name of Preston. You know, and and that that used he to has Dodge car keys on him. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> I used to do that, by the way. Why? With my mother, we'd go out to you know if we got you know uh, to a department store or something, I'd take her. You know, I'd, uh, like I was high school senior. You know first year of college or whatever, but uh, we'd go out, okay, can you take me over, run me up to the mall? Sure. And then this is at the time where you could go to mall security. We have a, we have a lost young man here. I would go there and ask them to say over the intercom that I was lost to give my name and my whole thing. You're an adult. You're I'm an adult. So my, <laughs> my brother would come up like so friggin' embarrassed. Aww. God damn you. And she'd come over, Mommy! <laughs> And they, the security would always be laughing. Isn't that sort of like unsafe, though, to, to just announce to everybody that there's some random kid that, that's here? Well, he's at again. Come back. No, you're right. Yeah, you're basically... I mean, I assume in, at this point in time, they're, they're going to be very rigorous about handing over a kid to... Uh, you know, anybody who shows up at the... It's, yeah. it's not a free-for-all. I don't think they do that anymore, Case. I don't no, think they, they make they the do, announcement. No, they do, but they'll just say we have a lost child, So, and that's all they say. And if your child is lost, you, you go up to them. So it's not like, you know, you have to give what exactly what they look like, what they're wearing, and their name. To, to claim a child. Well, they would, what, detain them so you can't see them? And then yeah, you discard that's what they, like, at, at, amu- at amusement parks and stuff like that, like Sesame Place. Really? That's yeah. why you can, at some place, you can actually check your children. Yeah. And they give you a little <laughs> coupon. My sister has a receipt. I have a niece who's two, so she must have been, like, about a year and a half or, or a little less. Uh, they were at, uh, what's that place? Uh, Dutch Wonderland. Yeah. Lost her for about oh, four place. minutes. Um, which four whole minutes? Four minutes losing a one-and-a-half-year-old oh, okay. is, like, well, then, an oh, eternity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, an 18-month-old man? Yeah. That's yes. You you you're terrified. I'm sure. It's Especially like one, when you're near the Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know how they are. Yeah. The Dutch Wonderland. Uh, but but uh, I know that uh, I I scared my parents to death on a couple of occasions when I was a kid, just wandering off. You know, I remember we were lived in a small town in Tennessee. That's where I was originally born, and and uh, I must have been you know maybe two years old, three years old, and somehow another got out of a store that my mom was in, out of a shop, out onto the uh, to the street, and walking through the little down town area and i ended up oh, in a geez. different store Jesus. i mean not only did i did i leave get lost in the store i left and went to a different store how old i was probably you know two or three years old oh, maybe my God. I, I mean uh, you know well maybe not that young old enough to to communicate so four at the most and uh, and I just wandered off and left. And, and uh, is they... there a fine clothing store in town, sir? <laughs> well, yes, little fellow. What you looking for? They eventually found me. Like some elderly women found me, and uh, and we'll call him Preston. <laughs> and they took me outside, and they just waited. He exactly <laughs> like one of my son's friends. And you, they... you feel like such when you're a kid and you get lost in in a mall situation or a store situation. You feel like such a dick. You're terrified. Terrified. And you feel yeah. Like, a, like an idiot. Absolutely. Let me go to uh, Tina on the phones. By the way, the number two one five two six three WMMR. Hey Tina. Good morning. Morning. What's up? Uh, long time ago, when uh, my brother was about five years old, we were in Disney World, and it was during the time where they were having a problem with uh, someone abducting kids from okay. Disney World. Oh Jesus! He was my brother. Just I don't know. We were looking at a robot. Just got lost, totally lost in the crowd. And he just wandered off. My parents were panicking. It was about 45 minutes. My brother, of all the people that he went up to, he decided to go to the janitor. Not all the people around. And the janitor, for 45 minutes, he's just standing there at the janitor. My parents were petrified. They could not 
find him. And my father has now lost all three of us at <laughs> well, and, time. And, and Disney is massive. Oh, yeah. It's just absolutely huge, and there are crowds of people everywhere. That's why they tell kids when you go in, if you get lost, go to Janitor World. Let's <laughs> 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 all meet at yeah. Janitor all World. All janitors all the time. I don't understand how parents do it, though, especially if you have more than one kid and you go to places like that and they're, you know, walking at the age where they can walk. I Honestly, I'm not even kidding you. I would take those little, like, leash things that they have for the kids, <laughs> those, like, harnesses. I, I, I don't know how parents well, do it. I was I was talking to my buddy yesterday. His uh, wife is expecting, and he's all nervous. It's their first child. And I said, dude, don't worry about it. Babies are so low maintenance. It's when they get up and they start moving around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when the nightmare starts. That's when you've got to constantly be on the watch. And it's, you know, it's, it's different that at now that they have security measures and things that are that are in place to, to make it a little bit easier uh, to, to find kids. But I mean, you don't know who's out there. <laughs> it still happens on a regular basis all the time. But, freaks. Bunch of freaks. But, uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, it, you're, you're constantly paranoid that either, I mean, God forbid they, they get lost, A, but B, somebody's going to abduct them. I mean, that's the main concern. One of the absolute worst is I went into, you know, we were swimming. It was at uh, Jones Beach. I was a kid, you know. I, I go into the surf, I'm swimming, I'm having a great time, and I turned around, and if I had seen, when I turned around, St. Petersburg, <laughs> I couldn't have been more terrified. I'm like, where the F am I? The beach looked completely different. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there was like, there was a pyramid in the back. I'm like, holy Christ. I've had that How happen. How far did I swim? And, you know, and, and then you go over to this, I remember going over to the snack, uh, the concession stand, like, I am, you know, I, I wanted to put suntan lotion on my head and write dick, so it Burn in, and, and I had to. They announced over the beach, and then my my dad, you know, came came running over. Did but, he kill you? Oh, it, <laughs> by the way, if like as a kid, if I got caught in a fire or something, you know, you know, my what are you doing playing in the fire? Right. Um, so what are you doing swimming in Egypt? Um, and my you know, my dad was pissed, but you just feel like such an idiot. I had a similar swimming incident. I was uh, in the Bahamas with my parents. We took a cruise. I was probably like nine, ten years old. Right, maybe. right. And uh, they had let me rent uh, snorkel and and fins, you know. So I I took if out. I do this. Will you shut up? I took out into the water <laughs> and learned how to snorkel fairly well. So I stayed underwater for a long ass time, oh, and I was gone for like an hour. And my mom, I come walking up, you know, the beach, and my mom is just like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Aww. You know, she had she had lifeguards looking sure, all all, sure, all yeah. over for me. Wait, how old were you? I was nine. Twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> no, Steve, man, I went, I did that when I was twenty one. I was in Mexico, and my mom was terrified. Oh. Are you kidding? <laughs> I get back to the beach and my mom's like, where, where, where are you? <laughs> and I was like, I was snorkeling. She's like, you're not a very strong He's swimmer. About to- <laughs> you're not a strong swimmer. Oh, no, he's not a strong swimmer. And I think he ate. <laughs> He may have cramps. Let me go to. <laughs> let me go to the phones. I've got Doug on the line. Hey, Doug, you're on. Good morning. Hey, um, I used to work at Walmart. Yeah. And um, they have what's called a code Adam there when the kids are lost. So you, you'll be working in the store and you'll hear we got a code Adam, and then you'll see security walking around with the radios hunting for somebody's kid. Yeah. They, they won't give a description because I'll have it on the security radio. But it's funny. <laughs> and the thing is, a lot of people will walk into the stores and let their kids let their kids run, and it's like when we. We see their kids doing stuff and like uh we can't say anything 
because we can't approach their kids, but yet they just they won't watch their kids. Oh, yeah. All kinds yeah. Of yeah. You, you probably are. You have to watch your ass because everyone's so litigious. If you go over and, and do it the wrong way, your ass is in trouble. Right. But, uh, I can, you know, we got a code at it, which means a lost kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I was probably like three years old or so, we'd get, walk into the department store, and my mom would go, go to the toy section. Yeah. yeah. Just, you, you just go. Go play with the toys. I'll shop. Don't bother me. I'll find you later it's on. It's different now. Uh, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. But, but you never, I never, I would go to the toy section for a little while, but I'd always end up like next to the rider mowers, you know, <laughs> sitting there. Right, so right. I, my dad would always beat me. I told you to go to the toy section. I actually, I, w- I would never sit by my mom's side because more, I was more of a burden, especially. Uh, when you were like, too cool. Yeah, way too cool. No, no, no. But like, especially food shopping and stuff like that because I wanted everything. So I want this. Yeah, I want that. So I would just, I she didn't even want me next to her. So I would just go to the paper towels and make a fort, you know, and just kind of <laughs> hang there for an hour. She knew where to find me. You would, take, you would take the paper towel rolls out and make a fort? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, you could do it now. And in fact, show your kids. They'll, they'll really enjoy it. <laughs> and then she, yeah. she comes around with the car and you go, Ma, I got I to gotta go now. I have a date tonight. <laughs> I saw a woman in the store yesterday. She had three little boys with her and they were all fighting. And she goes, uh, she was looking at purses and she was like, go over to the shoe section and fi- find shoes that you want to buy. And they were like, no, we don't want to. And she goes, just go, just go. And they started to walk away and I could tell she changed her mind. And she was like, well, hold on, wait, come here. Do you like this purse? <laughs> like she tried to call yeah. them back. I think she kind of, she caught herself. Like, not a good idea. I'm going to go to Kim on the phone. Hi, Kim, you're on. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Kim. What's up? Uh, about 30-some years ago, my family was on vacation in Ocean City, and we were all playing a paddleball game. Okay. And my two-year-old sister was five feet away from us uh, at the edge of the water watching. And uh, we turned around, and she's gone. Oh. And we all start panicking. We went on a three-hour search <gasps> for her. And she was, uh, we talked to the lifeguards, the oh, police man. were there. And she was with Slava How much Bob. does this job pay? <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they said she's not going to go against the wind. Kids don't uh, like the wind blowing in their hair, in their faces and everything. So they were going the other way. But some of my family members went in the direction that the wind, you know, was coming from. Yeah. And uh, we got a call from a lifeguard. Someone, like, the whole beach almost knew that she was lost. I mean, you could see. Are you the, are you the people looking for the little girl? Are you the people right. looking for the little girl? Right. They found her a mile away underneath wow. the pier, sound asleep, sucker or something. Oh, oh my, my god. god, that is horrible. She just she just made a few bucks doing pole dancing. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude. No, yeah. Could you imagine for how much for how long of that duration? How long do you think that that kid is dead? I mean, yeah. That, oh, yeah. after, after yeah. like 15, 20 minutes, you're yeah. like, oh my god. Especially yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Where they serve fudgy wudgy bars <laughs> and babies and babies. They sell those. Uh, do, do you ever see the movie uh, Minority Report? Yeah, I mean, I know it's yes. just a, a film, but but Tom Cruise is at the crowded pool with oh, his yeah. kid, yeah. and he just he goes underwater to see how long he his, yeah. one, his son wanted to see how long he could hold his breath, and he comes back up. Gone. And he's just gone. I mean, it's not too far off from the truth on some occasions. When they teach you, like w- this kid was a scout, and he was in in the scouts for like eight or nine months. I think it's they were saying. Do they teach you enough? Survival stuff. No, at that point? dude, you know how to make stew, and that's it. <laughs> no, I mean they, they survival stew. No, 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 they, yeah. they, they, no, you do learn how to if you need to keep warm and things like that. Now, as like far as like the leaves over you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like like tracking and things like that. They may not no. teach you, but but you do learn some basic survival skills. In, yeah, in the scouts. I, I mean, if, if this were me, uh, and it were nine months into you know, because I, I I you know went camping and stuff like that, and I was never prepared. Like, were you a scout? Yeah, yeah, I was a scout for a few years, but I <laughs> you mean, you were they, never prepared. 
That's the opposite no, of no, 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 no. That's your motto. Never prepare. No, no, no. We'll <laughs> actually be working and we'll get calls from other offices in the building. We have a young man down here. He says he produces the morning gospel. We'll be right down. He's now, making four. To their the paper their motto is be prepared, and I understand that. No, no, no. But I don't have a beeper. <laughs> but beeper. you're not prepared in that sense. You're not prepared to be lost for, for seven days no. or, or half a week a or whatever. Yeah. You know, ultimately, like, yeah, they, they, they teach you some things, orienteering, whatever, but, like, do you have a, have a compass on you at all times? No. We need a to, protractor, yeah. We need a little card that yeah. says, you know, uh, we should make up Casey's own... <laughs> the Casey red, Scouts. Regiment of Scouts. Yeah. You know, I have the motto, re- never prepare. Yeah. Okay. I haven't re- I relayed any stories about me being lost, that, you know, so... Yeah, we've well, never never been lost in no. your life? I, I, I was, my parents thought I was lost once, but I was actually sleeping under my bed. They looked for me for like three hours. They were looking all over Don't the neighborhood. Don't look too hard. <laughs> Don't look too hard. I got it. I'm going to go to uh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Hi, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, please? I was just going to tell you, my nephew, this is like 30 years ago. Yep. Outside of Cleveland, there's a place called Blossom Music Center, and it's um, it's an outdoor concert hall where it's on the side of a hill looking down an amphitheater. Right. So you're talking about like 20,000 people sitting on the side of a hill. My brother and sister went to, took the kids, went to go see the Cleveland Orchestra, I think it was, and their three-year-old son wandered off for like two hours. He was backstage playing all the instruments. <laughs> oh, my God. And how they found him, they brought him out on the stage and said, um, is this anybody's little boy? Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you ready to adopt? <laughs> you know, I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been Pink Floyd, but, you know. Still, it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's wild. That is too funny. Hey, look at the kid on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Yeah, kind of looks like our kid. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm going to go to, uh, let's say, uh, Martin. Hey, Martin, good morning. You're on. Oh, sorry. Hey, hey what's up? Hey, how you doing? These guys rock. Thank hey, you. What's up, Martin? Hey, man, I got a story for you. I was All right. about five years old, and I was at a Sesame Place. It was me, my sister, and my grandparents. And I'm up. Uh, I don't know if it's still there, but they had this ride where you just go around and around in an inner tube, uh, around some like, little ship or whatever. Okay. Well, the rest of my family had gotten off, and I decided I wanted to go around again. So, you know, being a little kid, I went for it. Right. I got off, and they were gone. So I was panicking. Some security guard found me and brought me to the little booth you guys were talking about, you know, where they can't see or anything. Right. And now I'm freezing because the booth is uh, air-conditioned. I just got a towel. <laughs> so... I come to find out later, my grandmother, in a panic, after they called me over the PA system, uh-huh. ran across the street in the middle of one of these Sesame Place parades. Yeah. She stepped on Ernie's foot and punched Bert in the face. Really? <laughs> You're kidding me. Just to get through the parade. Oh! She comes into the office. She comes into the security office with two security guards behind her yelling at her for that. Why she's yelling at them and trying to get me. So she did she beat, punch him in the face so they would take her to security? No, no, she was no. trying to get through the parade. Oh. When they do the parade, they do it along this little Sesame Street, and you can't, they block it <laughs> they off. They block it off. I had to get this through. Me. Oh, that's too funny. So she tried to get through, and Jeez. she punched them. <laughs> oh, my God. Fortunately, he was a member of the Casey Scouts. Yeah. <laughs> he was not prepared. He was not prepared, Never prepared. at all. But I don't uh, have a magnifying glass. What are you talking about? It's uh, it's it's amazing that uh, that they found this kid. And, and what's incredible is how 
close he actually was to where the the rescuers had come by and and uh, you know the search party and all that yeah. and and uh, you know it's it's really sometimes you can be that close but just not be found and I think he's okay they said he had some like bumps and bruises yeah. and was dehydrated you know was being treated for dehydration but it looks like he's gonna be fine yeah it's uh it, it could turn out much worse so yeah, yeah. it qualifies as a miracle yep absolutely not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We spoke about this book uh, a few weeks ago, I think, when we first heard yeah. about this. Thought it was wild, and uh, and I love the fact that we have the man who wrote the forward to this book <laughs> on the show, and is uh, no stranger to the area of Philadelphia, no mm-hmm. question. And, uh, you know what? Let's just get him on board, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome John Oates yeah! to the show. Good morning, yeah. John. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Great. It's, uh, man, this is like a flashback here. WMMR. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> underground Philadelphia radio station. That's right. Yeah. You, man, uh, I, you, I know it well. Now, you grew up in the area, John? Yes, I did. I went to Temple University, lived downtown in Center City for many years. In fact, that's how Daryl and I got started. Uh, we actually used to come to WMMR in the middle of the night, and we used to play uh, with acoustic guitars and uh and do all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, you guys are. So this is like uh, the, the the original uh, roots of, uh, of Philadelphia for me. Well, we just did the uh, the fortieth uh, birthday uh, party. Had a lot of the uh, the old uh, uh, DJs on and stuff like that. So it would have been cool to have you around. But you're probably taking care of your stash. Yeah, <laughs> well, I took care of my stash a long time. ago. <laughs> hey, did you go to you go to North Penn? Is that what I mean? I went to North Penn High School. That's right, and then Temple uh-huh. University afterwards. Yeah. Wow. Really. So yeah. where where did you live uh, that you went to North Penn High? Uh, well, North Wales. Oh, you yeah, lived in right North out, Wales? Right outside of Lansdale, yeah. That's really, it's, it, that area has developed really nicely now. Have you been out there in a while? I wouldn't say nicely would be a good adjective. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely developed. It's okay. developed. <laughs> Whether it's nicely or not, that's it went, for... it went from being the country to uh, to being like the... the, the uh, the, the ultimate suburb, but hey, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's it's it's definitely strip mall central out there yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, well, what? Uh, how are you approached about this whole mustache thing? By the way, the book is called The Book of Bert. The Book of Bert. It's a uh, you know yeah. It's a it's a lighthearted look at the um, at the, uh, the the mustache, uh, the iconic um, the iconic facial hair. And the Burt re- refers to Burt Reynolds, who has probably the one of the absolute most famous mustaches. And in I, what I can't figure out is why isn't it called the Book of Oats? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Book of Oats. Well, yours, yours is more badass than his. Come on, you got it. I mean, man, come on. I had the serious stash. <laughs> you, know what, you know what, John? And and I swear, you impressed me as the guy that, like, in sixth grade grew a mustache. <laughs> well, my, son, my son's been shaving since he's been 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, John, you, you used, uh, you said in, in past. Tense. You don't have the mustache anymore. No, I shaved it in 1990. I oh. mean, I really, I shaved it a long time ago. Um, but you know what? I, I this thing is, it's become this weird thing uh, with the internet and everything. And then I, I've been so associated with that image from the 70s and the 80s with that stash that yeah. um, 
I guess I was the logical person. Maybe I'm the only person who, you know, a former mustache wearer who could actually write. So that's the only reason. I <laughs> is, is that it? I have no idea. Or not not in porn, right? So that was it. Because there's the famous, there's the porn stash, yeah. which is the... Uh, yeah, I didn't qualify as the porn stash. I qualified as the rock stash. The rock yeah, stash. Yeah. Which, and, and, you know, I wasn't Tom Selleck. That would, be the t- that would be the sitcom or the TV stash. Right. So, yeah, there, that's, there was various versions of it, but um, I definitely, I think I had the rock stash down. I, I'm going to ask my partner here, Steve. I would say, Steve, the quintessential porn stash would probably be Harry Reams. Harry Reams. The cheesy, oh, yep. it, it just screams slimy and biological matter. You know, you know, I, I, you know guys, I really wouldn't know anything about you it. You wouldn't know. You were a musician. You weren't doing that kind of talking stuff. However, you seem to know a lot about oh, it. Oh, yes. That's how we got our start. Preston and I were fluffers on a film. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. You do. You know way too much. Yeah. Now, John, in your in your lifetime, have you ever worn a shirt that says "Free Mustache Rides" on it? <laughs> you know, um, no. But um, oh. but I got to tell you something, and this is just an aside to the book. Yeah. But um, they're actually developing a cartoon about my mustache. Oh my God! You're Are kidding you me. Are you serious? It's called J Stash, and it's unbelievable. And you're going to see it pretty soon. It's just it's it's being put together right now and it's almost ready to come out and it's crazy. Hey, John Owens, see, because I've, I've actually, I, I, I've gone to see you guys a couple of times in concert and you say, you you, tri- you cut it off in 90 and I, I, I've seen you since then uh, and, and you were on stage without it, huh? That's right. You, All right. You know, you probably looked at me and, you know, for some reason you just couldn't envision me without No, I couldn't. Yeah. My, my mind just filled it in naturally. It must have been. So. Yeah, I, might have, I might have been wearing a fake one, but I'm not sure. <laughs> now, you, you put out some solo music. Do you and uh, and Daryl, are you yeah. on speaking terms? Or of is... course. We, okay. we, uh, we, we play together all the time. We just did. Uh, we, we just received uh, the BMI Icon Award the other wow. last week in, in, uh, in L.A. And, That's uh, huge. And to kind of commemorate that, we went back to the Troubadour, which is the first place we played in L.A. 35 years ago. And we played two nights there. Um, we did, like, a special show there, and it you know, only holds, like, 200 people. But um, it was great. And, we, yeah, we play together all the time, but we're also doing our individual solo stuff. I, I just completed an, uh, my, my second solo album. It's called Thousand Miles of Life. Wow. And uh, it'll be out uh, probably in September. Hey, you guys had uh, the band that was with you for, for the longest time. Also Top-notch had some, musicians. Some great musicians. Was G.E. Smith and, uh, your guitarist? Well, GE was our guitar player from 1979 until 1985. Okay, uh, and then he went to Saturday Night Live. But um, you know, over the years, we've had the most incredible musicians in our band because people, um, I think, uh, musicians love to play songs, and, and being songwriters, and the way, way Daryl and I started as songwriters, I think it really appeals to good players to be able to play, uh, you know, songs, and that's what that's what it's all about. I remember, and you guys, obviously, you know, you broke at the height of, of MTV, so videos were, were a huge part of of, uh, of what you did, and uh, I remember one of my favorites was that, that showed just how talented musicians you guys were, was uh, with you and, uh, was it Eddie Kendrick and, and uh, David Ruffin of uh, The Temptations? Right. Uh, that was just, that had to have been a very cool moment as a musician for you to perform with those guys. Well, that was probably one of the highlights of my, my life, because as a kid, I, I was a, a Temptation you know, freak. I mean, they were my idols. Yeah. And uh, Eddie and David were, of course, the lead singers of the original Temptations uh, group. And uh, we were asked to reopen the Apollo Theater after it was um, was refurbished wow. by the NAACP, and we did a, a charity show for them. Uh, and um, Eddie, we brought Eddie and David on, and we got to play those those great Temptations classics and sing it with them. So that was really a moment where you know, I mean, every every person, you know, you have your idols when you're a kid, but you know, your ultimate dream would be to actually perform with them. Right. And uh, so we we got to do that. So that was very and, cool. And Eddie had a stash. I guess his would have been like a soul stash. Soul right? stash. 
Now, are there in in the book? Because I've not physically seen it. Going back to the the book of Bert, are there photos of your your famous stash in in the book? There's, uh, there's photos. There's there's actually uh, kind of character to drawings, and every every uh, stash stash man, so to speak. Yeah. I hope there's no stash women in there. There may be, but uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, there might be, perhaps. Perhaps some sort of chemical imbalance, post-hysterectomy, maybe. Well, you know, you know it's, also, it. it's also a, uh, you know, kind of an ethic thing, but hey. Let me tell you something. Also, there's a picture of you up on the studio here uh, on our on our monitors and, and in full stash mode, but one of your eyebrows was better than any stash <laughs> I ever did. Yeah. One of my eyebrows? The left one. Yeah, seemed the left to be a one was just healthier. really engorged with uh, manliness. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, yes, I was, I was very manly in those days. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I get it. Because you're, you're, you're an accomplished musician. You, you've sold millions of records. Um, do you mind talking about your mustache? And if not, like, how often do you talk about your mustache? Well, um, you know, uh, well, fortunately or unfortunately, today I'm going to be talking about it straight for about two hours. <laughs> you're getting me early while I'm still fresh. Okay. Now, will you do the voice of your mustache in the uh, the cartoon uh, version? Well, to not not to give too much away, but I actually do the voice of me as today, the John Oates of today, without the mustache. Okay. And my mustache is my alter ego. Okay. And he's kind of evil. And <laughs> is the mustache is, is the mustache trying to get back into your good graces? And he has su- no, he has superpowers, and he's kind of a prick. So, <laughs> Wait, wow. I, I can't really tell you more about it. But All right, I guarantee you, you will you will like it. So the mustache is kind of like the Garth Knight, like in, in Knight Rider. Michael yeah. Knight had an evil twin, and he was Garth Knight. And yeah. your mustache is the evil alter ego of you. The alter e- evil facial hair. Wow, <laughs> I love that. That's great. I love that. Yeah, yeah, uh, do you know if they, is this like a, a pilot they're doing, or does it have a, a network well, home yet? It started as a pilot. We don't have a home for it yet, but it's okay. probably going to be released on the internet. Hey, um, there's a show about a talking ass. That's uh, an animated show. So yeah. there's a there's, there's no no problem with this making it on. Well, just to give you an example, that, I don't know if you know the comedian Dave Attell. Yeah, yeah he's sure. awesome. Yeah. Well, he's the voice of the mustache. Oh! oh. And, uh, what? <laughs> You're set. This is the best show ever. Yeah, <laughs> this is the book. This is happening. This is happening. Uh. So, I mean, when you combine the book of Bert, the book of Bert with the new Jay Stash cartoon. <laughs> the new and record. My, and my solo album. Yeah. Next year is the year of the oats. Yes. I love it. There's nice. no way around it. You'll never get away from me. <laughs> I love it. Well, you've, yeah. you've got to come back to Philadelphia. You got to come come here and perform when you're when you're hitting the road to promote the album, man. Absolutely, I'll well, be there. We'd love to have you by MMR. Cool, man. Well, All great right. to talk to you, John. Thank you so much. And uh, best of luck to you and your, your long gone stash. <laughs> we appreciate it. John Oates, yeah. Yeah. Called uh, the Book of Bird. I love it. I've seen them in concert a couple. I got to tell you, I saw them with uh, Todd Rundgren on a show, really? and wow. it was effing awesome. No, they're great. I, I mean, mean when, when a band when you, you go to see, we, we talked about it, Preston. It's rare that you go see an artist where every song was a friggin' hit. Well, and the thing about John Oates is he wrote a lot yeah. of those huge songs for them, and uh, and Daryl's got the voice. Obviously, yeah, he, he's you know the blue eyed soul, and they harmonize really well together. But but John is one of the the uh, writing forces behind that and uh, just made gazillions of dollars and huge hit records. One of the biggest of the, uh, groups of the 80s. Right? Nice guy, too. And a very nice yeah. guy. For 50 plus years, MMR has owned the Stones. And now, and now you can own the Stones with a free pair of tickets. Listen to Win Your Way In to see the Rolling Stones July 23rd in Philadelphia. 
Tune in at 8 a.m. when Preston and Steve reveal the winning Stone song of the day and the hour it will play. Listen for MMR to play it from a vinyl copy of Honk, their new greatest hits album. 25th caller picks up the record and two tickets to see the Rolling Stones. When we spin, you win. Only from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I am I'm behind the board here. Marissa is being molested by Casey. Ew. I need headphones. He is, Can you give me your clothes back because they smell better? Thank you, Tom. He is all over her. He is he is he is good. Totally took a bath in Dora the Explorer bubble bath. So how about that green I smell good. You know what? I smell strawberries. Bowl. Shut up. Listen, I, I, I want to point this out to the listening audience. Yeah. At the moment. If there's anybody left. By yeah, the that's true. Thank you, Mark. Why have I heard Mark Summer and Harvey. Listen, at the moment, if, if some of this is not making any sense whatsoever, wait. just wait until our video is done of this and you will get a taste of everything. We, we will be vindicated. That's been going on behind the scenes. Look, someone needs to pull. He's literally. Okay. Yes. This is. You, you're gonna get. You're, you're gonna fired. give her a baby. Preston. Why? I've had man. dogs that were better behaved. <laughs> Thank you, Harvey. Why, Casey? I don't know. All right, Nick. What were you gonna say? Preston. What? Preston. Yeah. Preston. Wait. Okay. Nick was no, just. No. No. Preston. What? Seriously. Okay. One air. You got something to tell me? I do. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you have any, seriously. Yeah. It's like, calm everybody else down. Okay. And, and just get it no, under control? No, we got stuff to do, man. Okay. Thank you, Nick, for being no, the voice of reason. I, You're right. Steve, yeah, I want to... Oh, wait. Here's, oh. No, was, Nick was very good. He came over and asked what our next contest was. Yeah. But literally and two hours ago, we could smell the drunk in the air. Well, Casey came to me in the uh, bathroom. It's where we do our best conversation. Oh, man. And, and he said, you know what? In about an hour, I will not even remember this conversation. And he is completely correct. Listen, now, Nick is <laughs> desperately... Yeah, Nick, no, no, Casey, I, be quiet. Listen, I want to do well in whatever we're doing next. What are we doing next? Why are you still wearing goggles? Well, let's reset here. We have... uh, have, We're playing drunk double. Wait, wait, wait. I have a request from Preston or Marissa. Preston or Marissa. Either one of you guys. Okay. Because Preston, you moved over. No, you're not... That's I'm Marissa. over here. Yeah, yeah, that's Marissa. Marissa moved over. Listen, just do me a favor and get me some carrots because... Carrots? I carrots. I can't... I can't see at all. <laughs> That Just was the me. worst joke I've no, ever no, no, heard I'm not, I'm not kidding. in my life. I can't see anything. <laughs> are you you're, are you seeing triple, double what? I got like six Marissas in view. Wow. Yeah, and then K- it's Casey's, time to cut Nick off, yeah, I Casey's think. a little more uh, with it. I mean, not, not much, Casey's but more Nick is just kind of... No, yeah, Nick Marissa is kind of... His eyes over. are closing. Marissa moved over to the other side. Nick is sweating, too, by the way. <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I'm pretty good. Are you okay? Your hair is wet. Wait, how many Marissas? Because I see one. Do you know we're getting these guys home, by the way? Do we have any? Oh, uh, we have rides. Mark, you know, you know, we Mark? did, Mark. We gassed up their cars so they won't run out of gas. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're getting rides home. Now, Mike from Dave's Limo is going to be giving people a oh, lift good. home, I okay. believe, right? Yes. Isn't, isn't that it? I guess either that or the uh, intern Joe gay <laughs> no, drive home service. Wait, did you say Mike's limo? It's Dave's, Dave's, Dave's limo. Oh, yeah. Dave's limo is taking Robin home because she made it abundantly oh, clear guys, that she wants to get home. <laughs> well, she gets she gets driven home without any service, but me and Nick get it. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, I'm stuck. All right, I think we need to get to the next physical challenge. I agree. Because, uh, what are you so we're talking just skipping about? the question and going right to the physical challenge? I think, you know, oh, you know what? You know, I have a guitar. 
I you, think you're right. All right. Not unless, you, not unless you feel compelled to do a question just for protocol, Mark. No, no. I'm, I okay. know, I'm, I'm working for you guys today, so whatever you That's want good. to do is fine. Oh, boy, my favorite I, thing, a drunk with a guitar. What summer's treat, man. Why did you, Steve, why did you just give him a guitar? In turn, Steve gave him a guitar. <laughs> he said because he, he can't it. stop. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Let's do our next challenge. Okay. Let's get to, we have to, we'll select the two colors they're playing for. Go right to the double dare. Okay. And uh, it will be the golf ball challenge. You guys all, right. all on board with that? Yeah, yeah man. Bring, bring it. Real quick, are, 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 are you with me on this, Springsteen? I'm bringing yeah, it with okay. you. All right, so let's find out who we're playing uh, with. Uh, take your take the guitar off, please. You're going <laughs> to have to. Case you have to. All right. All right, for the, all right, for the physical challenge, Preston, you have to. Preston. Right. Preston. <coughs> yeah. Preston. Nick. Dude, you are the host with the most, man. <laughs> yeah, Preston, no, by the way, I am the meat behind the beat. He's the heater with the heater. All right, what's that, Casey? Dude, he's got like seven drinks on his table right now. Nick, you are the drinker with the least anchor. All right, here we go. Uh, Nick and Casey, I'm going to assume that you both have uh, jock straps on. Is that true? Let's hope that before you drop your... Mark Summers, again. I will yes. answer yes in the affirmative. Okay, good. All so right. what we're going to do is we're going to set up some golf balls over on one side of the studio and some buckets on the other side. That is right. And you must cumulatively, easy for me to say, with your uh, butt cheeks... Yeah, there, I've never said that before. Um, Mark, I quit. There you go. You pick up the golf balls with those cheeks and run across the room and drop them into the buckets. And the uh, first team, or if com- combining, if you have five in, uh, we'll say, 60 seconds, uh, those lovely folks who are on the line are going to win wow. some prizes. All right, and those people on good. the line that we have, uh, we have uh, Eddie and Pete are going to be our contestants All right, on right. so Who am I playing for? So now, Nick, you're playing for... Both you, of you're them. Both, you're playing for both of them. Yeah. Nick okay. and, uh, and Casey... You're going to need to go down to your jock straps now, All right. okay? No, that's fine. All right. So, <laughs> All right, so if you remove right. your shorts yeah. so and you're ready, because you're going to... You, this is a lot like the frat game of uh, yeah. the, the cherry in the butt. It's yeah. the same so, thing. Totally behind me. What? I just felt the pack. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm not sure what that means. Could you uh, press the pack? Shit up for a second. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. All right. I don't know what I'm saying either. All <laughs> I know is... I, 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 All right. Wait, let's take our shoes off for fun. Nick loves to have his shoes off. I know he does. Uh, as soon as they started taking their pants off, Robin ran clear across the studio. I, I know. Am yeah, but I took my pants off and Robin came running towards us. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, what planet are you on, pal? <laughs> Where's Robin? All right, guys. I'm on RobinWantsToFMePlanet.com. <laughs> notice the notice the fight for the microphone between these two. All right, guys. Uh, come on over to your uh, stations over here, so to speak, where the golf stations. balls are. Yeah, you have stations. Where are the golf balls? Put the golf, golf balls out here, please. Lay them down Steve, here. Steve or some. Oh, there you Don't right there. Okay. start the spite. Okay, guys. Casey, yeah, listen to Mark. Mic. Casey, come this on over here. Mark. Come on, Casey. Casey. Here, hey. Casey. Here, boy. Get <laughs> I see you, but I'm on mic. <laughs> Casey, uh, go, go. go. There we go. We're going we're gonna to put these golf balls yeah. down here. Oh, my right. case. Here Casey, case. go over yes. to where the golf balls are. Okay? I, was, I listen to Steve. Steve. Yes. What should I do? Thank you, Casey. Go over to where Steve is behind you. <laughs> Take your headphones off. Take your headphones off. No, no. All right, all right. <laughs> He right. is attached to these headphones. All right, well then, Steve, if you'd be so kind to hold the, the pack as he does this. So, Casey, go, go over to the golf balls. I love you, Steve. I love you, too. Right, like, I'm not going to whisper about it. I'm going to shout <laughs> it from the rooftop. <laughs> to, the, to the rooftop. <laughs> Nick is just giggling now. Man. <laughs> come on, Casey. Come on. Nick is the microphone. Right. And then, Nick. Oh, my God. Somebody take Nick's drink. Nick, take your last sip he's there. Saying, he's walking oh. like a Clydesdale. Have you Casey, noticed that? Yeah. 
Very All right, here we go, guys. You're going to have 60 okay, seconds to get to five drink? of those uh, balls in your uh, butt cheeks uh, individually and uh, drop them in the bucket. Good luck. 60 seconds. 60 seconds on your clock. On your mark. One bucket. <laughs> 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 There's one bucket. Nick, is, there's just one bucket. Okay. Nick already has a Nick ball, has a ball, ball his up his <laughs> So to speak. All right. Good luck. On your mark. Get set. Go! Here we go. They're trying to pick up those uh, golf balls in the uh, cheeks of uh, you-know-what and uh, then pick them up and drop them into the bucket. <laughs> and time so is ticking by. by the way, Casey's got one. Casey's got one. Casey's got one. Can you get it in there now? That's the question. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 there? We're still trying to get it. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, my. Nick, what are you doing? Stand my up, whole Nick. career is flashing in front of me. Nick, keep the ball keeps falling out of Nick. We are uh, down to uh, about uh, 30 seconds now, and only one ball is in that bucket. Come on, Nick. And, Come on, Nick. Uh, Nick is uh, trying to you get that. He's uh, slowly going across the floor. Casey. Casey's going to do it. Casey, it's hold on. number two. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in college, I'd be leaving the room. What the hell is a 57-year-old man doing here? <laughs> okay. Uh, we're down to 10 seconds. 10 Let's see seconds. If do it. Nine, eight, eight seven, seven. Come six, on, Case, you got five, it, man. Four. Hey, you know, three. Preston and Steve, that's good that enough. That works, Mark. So, Mark, yeah. <laughs> Harvey, what have they won? We're going to set up Eddie and Pete. Harvey, what are Eddie and Pete going to get as a prize? Well, they are going to win Sex and Death 101 on DVD starring Winona Ryder. And also they're going to win Deadliest Catch, Alaskan Storm for Xbox 360. And yeah. a complete new sleeve of golf ball. Those guys will go out into the middle of the Bering Sea. <laughs> In search of anything, <laughs> but what Jesus. just came out of my ass? <laughs> I promise you, that's not even true. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Hey, Preston, you know, they have lost it. They've gone to the other side. We did one test version of this, and I'm not kidding you. Yeah. At all. The first test run, Casey came back to me afterwards. He's like, listen, that golf ball that is dropped in the bucket, there's poop on <laughs> But he cleaned his ass today. By the way, Robin's asking to participate in the contest. Oh, yeah, as well. she wants to do it. I don't see a radio award list anywhere. I tell you guys. But, Robin, you don't know. You, you don't, don't know. know. You, don't, you know. don't know. And let me tell you something. Right now, NPR doing exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. All right. With Mercanus. With <laughs> Mercanus. Hey, is there poop on this golf ball? I don't know. You know what? Yo, dude, check this out. Oh, Steve no. Morrison is smart. And he's got a bald head, too. Wow. Is there a correlation? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You got a problem with bald? Casey, what? <laughs> oh, yo, dude. What? <laughs> hey, Preston, can we ask him one more question? Yeah. Yes. 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 And your your answer is. Okay. Wait, wait, Casey. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Casey, right. Nick, you guys jump in okay. on this. This is easy now. Here we go. Which of Disney's seven dwarves wears glasses? Is it Sneezy? Doc. Glock Homie. Doc. Master Beatty. <laughs> Doc. Or Doc. I answered first. I said Doc. All right, oh. you got it. Hey, that, and Steve is smarter than Michael Smirkanis. <laughs> Yo, I think dude. it's time for the obstacle course. Let's see. Let's see. I think you're right, Mark. <laughs> All right. All right. Casey's commentary. Let's get these guys, get yes. their pants on. Yes. We're going to get them set to do our final outdoor 
obstacle challenge. course physical challenge. Yes. No, let me stop here for a second. Okay. Steve, you could totally do it. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Thanks so for looking out for me, man. With here's, that said, with that said, shut up, Preston. Okay, sir. Okay. Uh, let me just think for a second. <laughs> Kathy? Yes? Um, you could totally do a children's book. Thank you. I think it needs to be about... Um, like somebody who can totally do something cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would like that. I like that. That's I a good plot. I don't okay. want to ruin anything yep. that you already have going on. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because you know all those children's books are right. Anybody else? Nick. Are you okay? Nick, I, Nick, Nick, are you literally blind now? Nick's still, still wearing his goggles. Nick, so are so you. you. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know he was wearing his goggles. <laughs> uh, that's funny, huh? Oh, it's real funny, huh? No, seriously, the, the typewriter and stuff. <laughs> So, do we have oxygen or something? In case I got, got the follow coming. Quickly. The, here's the deal. Quickly. Uh, just move on. Right. <laughs> that, that's a good idea. Wow, the I, voice I, of reason. I'm going to take control now. I'm, I'm oh, going to. Oh, I, no. I got yes. one, I got one hit thing. It, Piss hit off. It, Piss hit off. It, Listen, is awesome. All right. All right. We're going to come back in a moment. Yes, Captain. Quickly. I just want to remind everyone that they're still just in their dock straps. That's true. <laughs> come on. We're going we're gonna to take on. a break. When we come back, we're going to be outside. Yeah. And we're going to go for the obstacle course physical yeah. challenge. Birthday Double Dare. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything. That rocks. There was a big show this weekend, and we talked about it earlier. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, and very rarely do you see an opening act for uh, his show. Uh, but uh, one of our very own here locally got that gig. It's very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, we are so happy to have him in our studio. Please welcome the one and only G-Lo. Yeah, what's up? Garrett, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Preston? Doing good. It's been a while since we've I seen know, you, man. I know, Life been good? Life's been good. Awesome, man. Life's been great. And yep. it looks like life's been pretty good for you guys over here, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're drinking mojitos, and it's not even 10 a.m. <laughs> Just a regular day. Yeah, you've never seen... In fact, I don't think you've been... We used to have you over at Y100 a fair amount, but you, you haven't been on the show since you've been here at MMR. I know, no, I haven't. Yeah, you've been... You've been I know, I've never been on MMR, period. Oh, there wow. you go. Yeah, but was... I've been listening since I've been a kid, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're changing that today. I was, I was partying with Pierre all weekend, too. Were you really? Yeah, yeah. At the, at the Buffett at show? At the Buffett show, and then afterwards at the bar at the Four Seasons. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, awesome. he's, he's a good one to party with, and he's he's a he's a, a, a huge, a gigantic Buffett fan. Oh yeah, yeah. W- were you likewise prior to doing the, uh, the 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 gig? I mean, my parents and everybody were, and um, you know, so I grew up. I had a couple of those records, and and then, uh, but but this summer I got to go to the first show in Atlantic City, and then I was converted. So wow, yeah. yeah. And the other night was amazing. That had to be cool, especially yeah. for the hometown audience. Oh my god! Yeah, we're there. Fifty thousand people. Wow! Jesus. The wow. show had sold out in eight minutes. <laughs> Man, that is unreal. Now you've you've played some big shows before. You played, uh, played Woodstock, Woodstock, yeah, which was. Were you guys was, at Woodstock? No, I, was. I wasn't there, but I watched. You, you started on TV. the fire, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. No, but man, I, I watched that stuff. Uh, I, I watched it all burn down in flames from my campground. I watched the uh, the the light stick war and all that sort of stuff going down. But at, at Woodstock, you could slowly see the descent into madness. You know, from Friday to Saturday to Saturday night, it. Uh, it got a little bit crazy, and it, you know, well, were, Buffett's like that. Yeah, with the yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
It was 150,000 kids that looked just like you, man. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? I almost, I almost got run over by uh, by cops on ATVs, and uh, it was really, really insane. Well, at, at that show, was that was that you in Special Sauce? Was that just yeah. you? No, I'm, that was that was okay. Special Sauce. Yeah. Okay, because I, I thought I saw you just sitting on a stool with your guitar and, and uh, harmonica, but I guess the band was in there somewhere. Yeah, that was crazy, man. We got we we were supposed to play just the Thursday night before the actual Woodstock started. Yeah, and then um, that band Sugar Ray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mark McGrath had gotten, you know, laryngitis or something like that. So yeah. at the last minute, they're like, yo, you need to play on the main stage. So we went on right before James Brown. How amazing that, awesome. that, Sugar, that Sugar Ray constituted a Woodstock <laughs> band. <laughs> That's too funny. And then, uh, so James Brown came on after you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How cool is that? Did you see oh, him? It was crazy, man. I, like, walked right by him backstage. Wow. Did you, did you, Mr. Get, Brown? <laughs> did you get into the crowd? Don't call me James. <laughs> Don't call me James. Or, or were you, like, backstage? the whole time or did you actually get to mingle with the hundred thousand people i was um i was i was i was backstage a lot i was yeah i I walked around but it was you know what it was the problem was that um they were charging like five dollars for a bottle of water oh yeah (laughs) and it's the middle of the summer Mm -hmm. and there's all these kids you know no one has any money so it's just like a miserable thing there's not a water fountain in sight anywhere so if you want to get a drink you had to pay yeah, and then that's why I think that it blew up. Well, they had mist tents that worked uh, up until Friday night. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they didn't clean the bathrooms at or the porta potties at, at all. all. Oh, so like man. Saturday afternoon, it was you know like you were at a sewage treatment plant. It right. was yeah. They they treated the, the ah the, the good pay, old days. The, the, same, you know, but the same thing would routinely happen during an Ann Murray concert. Yeah. 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 But lots of yummies were small. Were small. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hopefully, I've motivated you to write a song. G. <laughs> I wrote a, I wrote a lot of songs about that, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And you so just gonna... got back from Japan as well, right? Yeah, you were just, blogging yeah. on Philadelphia. That's why I'm so awake right now because I'm jet lagged, man. Otherwise, I'd be yeah. dragging. Man. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it works to your advantage. Well, yeah. the uh, the Buffett show. Uh, did you uh, d- did any of that weather come in while you were on stage, or was that after you got done? No, literally like five minutes after we got done, it just started. Damn. I didn't even get backstage yet, and it just you know it just a and the whole. Sky just opened up. So. Wow! The set feel good. You guys, yeah, it was yeah. great. It was great. The crowd was awesome. You know, like when you're, when you're playing a um, place like that as the opening act, you know, it's that you know, the Citizens Bank holds like fifty thousand people. So when we first started, there's ten thousand people, but it seems like it's nobody out there. You right, know, right? And then every song, like another five or ten thousand people come in. So by the end, you got like a great crowd and. That's cool. It was cool crowd, man. Is that awesome. hard for you opening up? Because I know that you like to do marathon shows, and, and I've been at a couple where you just won't stop. And, yeah. it, and it is awesome to watch you guys just jam out, and I know that that, that you like to do that. Was yeah. it a little bit hard cutting it short? Yeah, it was because we just got – and that was really short because we just got 35 minutes. So <laughs> I was able to do the whole set except for except for I didn't get the cold beverage. I was like, oh, oh man. man. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple but, emails that were like, dude, why did, didn't he play? Oh, uh, no. Because, you know? yeah. I mean – you know, it's pretty cool though because you know Jimmy's got Margaritaville, right. I got cold beverage. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got let's get drunk and screw. I got the booty call. Yeah, <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, a lot of symmetry. A lot there. of symmetry. Yeah. That's awesome. We're, we're on the same page. Well, what are you going to play for us this morning? You got all your stuff there, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to play a song from the new record and uh, a song called Peace, Love, and Happiness. Cool, man. Let's hear it. This is G Love on MMR. Get cold up. 
Just look into the eyes, the good eyes of a child. I see that love rise like a river and flow for a thousand miles. Give me some peace, love, happiness. I got no time to worry about troubles or misgivings. You need to let it flow, let yourself go. If you hating any show, I ain't living. Give me some peace, love, happiness. Talking, need somebody to listen. A lot of people struggling. If you got it, well, you better start giving. Little more peace, love, happiness. Love and happiness. God, don't you wish you could play harmonica? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, really yeah. Wish I, could play. I don't think I could even actually put it on. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. play it. Yeah, can't it's, figure out how you do that. It's just such. You know, the thing about it, dude, is it's feel good music that you always put out. You know what I mean? Thanks, man. I, I, can I, I feel good doing it. Can I get a mojito, please? <laughs> My music just makes it feel like drinking right away. Yeah. It does. I am in the mood. I have to ask about the origin of the name uh, of the album, Superhero Brother, because um, I and, and let me preface this by saying I was at, at a party at your house one time and uh, I took a dump in your bathroom. So. <laughs> was that what it's about? Well, no. <laughs> While I was in the bathroom, I noticed that uh, that G had a bunch of comic books sitting around and uh, and I forgot what they and were. And other assorted magazines. Yes, and other assorted <laughs> magazines. No, did that, is it... Uh, That's super- why you were in there so long. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the other ones, actually. No, but I was wondering if you are, is that, does that come from uh, comics, you know, like the classic superhero or does it mean something else? Me, you know, like, uh, I don't know how I come up with half the stuff I come up with. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. It all comes de- from the bathroom, though. <laughs> definitely grew up uh, 
listening. I mean, you know, going to Fat. Remember Fat Joe's on um, Sansom Street? We used to go there and collect comic books. And uh, but then this this song, the song "Superhero Brother," was just basically this character I made up about how I could save the world with my guitar. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah, I can okay. do that. Uh, I'm going to do that. He's not right after I leave here with four mojitos in me. <laughs> Hang on. I want to go I want to go to this call because this looks pretty interesting. I've got uh, Amy on the line. Hey, Amy, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I love you. I moved here because of you. <laughs> my husband had a chance to be transferred. We were in Nashville for 18 years, and I'd never gotten to see you play. And I told him the only way I would agree to move up here is if he took me to one of your concerts. And we did a few years ago, got to see you, took the whole family, and went to see you at uh, Electric Factory, and it was fabulous. Oh, there cool. You Thank you so much. Thank you. every single CD, even the ones that you had, like, seven for sale that were, you know, I think maybe independently produced or something, every single one of them. <laughs> I wish more people were like yeah. you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> if you're just joining us, Mr. G-Love is in yeah! our studio. This morning and uh, played the uh, the opening slot at the Buffett show yesterday. Fifty thousand people, Citizens Bank Park, Damn. huge show. And and uh, Nick wanted me to ask. I guess you guys were talking off air about uh, you coming out uh, at the beginning of the show or something. I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you you picked our show to come out. <laughs> no, so Jimmy Jimmy was going to have me out for um, the song "Son of a Son." So it was written in the set list. So. You know, I'm, I'm right on it, right before the song. I'm all plugged in with my monitors, and then his battery pack goes down, so they're going to move the song, but then they, they said, no, they're going to keep it like that. And then Jimmy starts, you know, he just tells a little story before each song, so he's telling a little story, and then he forgets to tell the story about how I'm coming out on stage to sit in. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So so then the monitor guys are like, just go. Just go out there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not going out no, there. you can't do that. And then uh, Mac, the guitar player, is over on, on the stage. He's waving at me. Come on, G. Come on out here. And Jimmy's totally oblivious to the whole thing. So I have to walk across, and there's like 20 people in the band. Yeah? Yeah. yeah so here I, come, here I come walking out on stage, you know, with my, har- with my harmonica. So I don't have a guitar. And people are probably like, Who's that? What is this kid you imagine? You're walking. Who the hell are you? Who is this guy? (laughs) The band's looking at me like, who the hell is this guy? So I walk out and I just pick up the mic and start playing the harmonica. Jimmy goes, Well, hey, G Love. (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty funny. Oh, that is too funny. Hey, I've got got a couple of emails and instant messages that said that uh, your show at Festival Pier, you had said, is on the 12th. They've got it labeled as August 16th. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> if you want a special intimate show, go see that 12th one. Yeah. Please do. Hey, you don't happen to know Heaven Can Wait from Iron Maiden. <laughs> Heaven can wait! Heaven can wait! No, it's just an inside joke. Never mind. Uh, now, I, uh, we were talking on fair. We wanted to have uh, G-Love play another song. And uh, since I, I got an email and you'd mentioned also that uh, that because of the, the, the set, you guys had to make it a little more quickly, you didn't get to do you know the, the most expected number but, from you. Yeah, but can we just rewind for a second? Yes. I got a good R. Kelly story for you. Ooh. Oh! Do tell. Do tell, yeah. So I was in Chicago, right? And I was at this club, and you know, R. Kelly was there, and then the club Peeing lets on out. You. <laughs> I thought it was like a sprinkler or something. I thought it was a mojito. You know? <laughs> no, so, so, so you know, I'm with this hot chick. Yeah. I'm with this hot chick. So we stand outside the club. I was like, let's check out some other hot chicks walking out of the club. So we're outside the club, and I was feeling good after like 20 mojitos. Yeah. And I'm standing, I'm standing on the side, and there's this crazy black convertible Lamborghini. 
right in front of us. This is the slickest Lamborghini I've ever seen. And then all of a sudden, uh, me and this girl are standing there having a cigarette, and and uh, a bunch of huge black men start kind of encircling us. <laughs> and we're like, what's going on around here? So they kind of clear out this area, and then the next, and then within like 10 minutes, there's like 20 dudes all standing around. And then here comes like two big security guys. Um, kind of escorting this guy who's stumbling drunk, who's oh, R. Kelly. Oh, man. So they escort him right into the driver's seat of his Lamborghini. No! I mean, he was like, he was falling down oh, drunk. No. Sat him in there, and then like, okay, and he went off with one of his boys. Not like I was like, yo, film this YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Not like so, getting a guy is completely wasted behind the wheel of a V12 engine. Uh-huh. Oh, Did they at least funny. point the wheel towards his house? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Wow, wow. that's unreal. Yeah, so did you watch him drive away did he uh... yeah we were just like flies on the wall they had cleared out like this whole they had just blocked <laughs> off the whole street <laughs> Damn, man. That, is harsh. that is harsh well he's out he's off the hook now man yeah he's good to go he's back at that club right now peeing away all right so you're gonna play uh cold beverage uh, yeah, yeah, lively yeah. Yeah. it's t-love on mmr Yo, could I get a cold beverage? Cause I need some leverage. A sweaty outside lemonade would be nice. Of a sprite from the drive to a BK. Yo, a bar call a drink, but the girls got to pay on the front porch. I got some iced tea. And if you like it, taste the tea, then come along with me. Summertime, I steam up, but don't give me no bar juice. A glass of ice and a dash of a movie. Smartini time. Yeah, yeah, feel the golden. Bring your own beverage. Make sure it's cold. And I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yo, Preston, pour me another. Oh, yeah, that's how I kick it. So frosty, my fill with A and W. You got ice cream there, make it a double super shake from the fountain. Real good sound there, chocolate egg cream. Yo, I'm champ cherry panda. Caught a chip fire, all my suits in my ride. Why was to the right? They got beverage inside of me, a hot coffee. Fill it up with some ice. Watermelon, second drink. Could you fix me a large slice? Summertime is steaming, but the heat is getting old. I have a beverage, make sure the dawn is cold. Cold, cold, cold. Something from the bar, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, because I feel like kind of thirsty. Hey, yo, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. I say, go, girl, work the cold one. Yeah, go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. Oh, yeah. I'm fishing. Let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, but my brew is right here. Two six packs and a big bag of ice. Didn't even get your bite, but the brew tastes like what's in the ball. Strawberry daiquiris and a colada. Need a whole lot of them fruit drinks to catch me a bus. Saying I'm the Kool-Aid kid. Y'all serve my drink, but please stick it in the fridge. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is it right there. Key love on MMR. Hey, how old were you when you wrote that song? You remember? I was yeah, I was I was nineteen. Nineteen years old. Yeah, and that 
Just waiting for my brakes to get fixed on my 63 Dodge Dart. Really? <laughs> Dude, I had a Dart. Dart yeah, we, nice. It had the slant six engine. Yeah, and the push button, the yeah. push button transmission. Freaking love that. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And then years later, it was sitting on, on my block in, in Fishtown, and uh, I was on tour so long that I just came home from one tour. The wheels were flat. I came home from the next door. The wheels were flat. The radio was gone. Came back next door, and it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> was that with the, uh, the the Mayor Street Initiative, where he took all the uh, the abandoned cars off the blocks? I think this was no, this Way was like during that. Yeah, it was like Rendell. Okay. Uh, was, <laughs> oh man. Ah, so that was a dart. What are you driving now? Uh, you know, a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> a black one. A black one. You got it from with auction. a big with a big dent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But the damn thing smells like pee. <laughs> hey, I need to, I need to ask you about cold beverage because as, as all the years that I've been listening to that song and sing to, I still can't figure out half the damn lyrics. But, yeah, uh, can I? I was like, but, what am I? What am I saying, man? But I, I hear people, and and everybody has their own way of singing whatever their favorite song is, and they they add things that aren't in there and stuff like that. I hear a lot of people sing, I like cold beverages. And, yeah. and making it plural. Right. No. no it's, I like cold beverage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. That's what I thought. You were right. I knew, yeah. I knew it. Damn it. Right. I've been singing it wrong forever. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, who would say that I like cold beverages? I like more than one of them. <laughs> I like cold beverage, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Coors Light liked it, too. You got the Coors Light. Uh, that that yeah. was on for a while. You did that spot. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, man. Whoever wants to pay the bills, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. Uh, Come on. Awesome. Hey, you know, you know what? what? Hey, I was a street musician beforehand, so, yeah. Yeah. You're playing for money that way. I remember I, I heard uh, an interview with Joan Jett one time, and she said, you know, she said she held on to I Love Rock and Roll, and, and she wouldn't whore it out, and so on and so forth. And she says, not one time has anyone come up to her and said, yeah, way to go. Yeah, I know, right? She said she missed decades of selling that thing out the yin-yang. Right. Yeah. There was so make good, as much money as you can. There was this good story about George Thorogood was in the studio in, in Philly, and he was, cu- he was recutting Bad to the Bone for like a... Car commercial. Milk to the the, bone? Yeah. (laughs) Ford to the bone. (laughs) And they're like, can you change um, more energy or whatever? And he's, well, just decide what you want so I can get get my bleeping money and get the poop out of here. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, because I'm bad. (laughs) Hang on a second. Wait a minute. Let let me see this. I don't know if I buy this. I know. Let me go to Kelly. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Great. What's up, Kelly? Um, I was just reading on G's forum this morning that he did the jingle for the freecreditreport.com. No, no, I didn't. I did not. <laughs> okay. But it, but it he, sounds like I did, right? This guy's bit my style. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's pretty good. I, I think that's a pretty good song, though. I love like it. Song. I love the free credit it. We'll, we'll catch each other free singing it down the hall. Freecreditreport.com. That's too classic. In a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want G to play your wedding and sing that song, it's going to cost I you. I like low premiums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can custom change any of the lyrics. <laughs> Dude, it's been great seeing you. Yo, yeah. Thanks for having me out. Uh, our pleasure. Anytime. G Love, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR 
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. And the Bizarre Files brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters. Why take a chance with anyone else? Police say a tuxedo-clad Western New York man was drunk when he took a riding lawnmower out for an early morning spin. He was wearing a tuxedo. Deputies got a report of an intoxicated person at a home around 1 a.m. When they arrived, the man was spotted riding away on his mower. Deputies who stopped the uh, resident charged him with felony driving while intoxicated. And felony being overdressed. And aggravated (laughs) unlicensed operation. They say the charge is a felony because the man had a previous DWI conviction. They do not know why he was wearing a tuxedo. It was the big lawnmower's ball. But he was. A psychiatric assessment has been ordered for a homeless man who dropped his pants in a Halifax courtroom Friday and invited the judge to perform oral sex on him. Wow, he really knows how to work the court. Uh, Joel David Arsenal. Would you repeat that? Was being arraigned before Judge Barbara Beach on two charges of uh, breaching. Would you repeat that? (laughs) On uh, two charges of uh, breaching probation or court orders when he let his pants fall to the floor displaying his underwear. Sheriff's deputies hustled Mr. Arsenault out of the courtroom as they were taking him downstairs to the holding cells. They received word that Judge Beach was prepared to proceed with the arraignment as long as the defendant was willing to keep his pants up. The judge adjourned the case until Monday and uh, remanded Mr. Arsenault to the correctional facility for the weekend. Before he left court for the second time, Mr. Arsenault asked a clerk if she wanted to see his genitals. And that earned him another quick escort out of the courtroom. And on Monday, a doctor who visited with Mr. Arsenault... Don't stare at it. Eat it. In the cells recommended a psychiatric assessment of his mental fitness and criminal responsibility. He, he has over 20 convictions. 20 since, convictions. Since 2005. Wow. <laughs> he really wants convicted. someone to play with his pee-pee. Two golfers yesterday watched open-mouthed as a speedboat flew 100 feet through the air in front of them and landed in a greenside bunker. Awesome. They're playing golf. Oh, my God. And the, the, it just came up and landed oh. in the bunker. <laughs> French tourists Claude Beef and Catherine Gillette were what playing. What the f was that? Were playing the uh, the sixth hole at the famous Lac Lamon course when the boat hurtled out of the water and took off. Claude said it clipped the sand and flew about thirty yards through the air, and uh, it was. Awesome. The boat seemed to go in slow motion and come to a halt in a bunker. The motor kept on going, but it was stuck. Uh, the boat's driver managed to jump to safety before it hit the shore. Claude said that uh, there was no one on board, which made it all look very strange. We could see the owner about 100 yards into the water, as and he made his way to shore. He was fine, but he seemed slightly in shock. Uh, the source said that apparently the guy hit a kind of double wave, which virtually threw him out of the boat. Wow. And the boat kept going and just hit the, hit the shore and shot 100 feet up. And landed in the green side. That would be awesome. A woman woke up to a real-life nightmare when she discovered the naked man who slipped into her bed in the middle of the night was a thief and not her husband. The 36-year-old Malaysian woman was asleep. When the, your fan. when the thief, noticing that her husband was fast asleep on the couch, quick, quietly stripped off and laid down beside her. Oh, that's so sweet. The dozing woman's suspicions were raised when she spoke to him and his voice sounded strange. She then went to another room and found her husband fast asleep on the couch. And that's when she screamed, causing the thief to flee by leaping out the window with the stolen items. And they are still looking for him. And finally, a New York man is suing JetBlue Airways for $2 million after he says he was forced to spend most of a five-hour flight in the bathroom 
of the plane. What? Yeah, this is bizarre. Gokhan Mutlu said that when he was, uh, uh, when he was, I'm sorry, let me see here. When he arrived to check in for JetBlue, the JetBlue flight from San Diego to New York in February, he was told that the flight was full. However, he was allowed to fly when a uh, flight attendant agreed to give up her seat in the uh, to use the employee jump seat instead. But uh, uh, do back there, Kogan, Mutlu. Uh, but <laughs> are you uh, making a boo? But uh, Mutlu on JetBlue. Uh, JetBlue, make a boo. Go Mutlu alleges that about 90 minutes into the flight, the pilot told him the uh, flight. Why don't you go disabling that fire alarm, right? The flight. The The flight. Sit on that toilet for another three hours. The flight attendant was uncomfortable and. And that (laughs) Mutlu. And that Mutlu would have uh, would have to give up a seat and quote hang out in the bathroom. (laughs) for the rest of the flight. The lawsuit charges that when Mutlu volunteered to sit in the jump seat, he was told that it was reserved for airline personnel only and that the captain got angry at Mutlu's uh, reluctance to sit in the bathroom. Somebody has any uh, extra pretzels, would you slip them under the door? (laughs) Mutlu taking a (laughs) poo-poo. Saying that he should have been grateful for being on board. Uh, in addition to the extreme humiliation Mutlu says he suffered, the lawsuit also detail, er, details his quote saying tremendous fear uh, when the airplane experienced turbulence. While well, they make you get out of the bathroom. You can't be in the yeah. bathroom during a flight. You can't just sit there. While he was sitting on the toilet seat, so he's trying to sue. And there you go. Mutlu is going to sue JetBlue. And that is what I have in, in the bizarre file. <laughs> ooh, ooh. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Disturbed. The Raconteurs. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. You know, we have uh, a lot of lovely ladies at work here. Two of the loveliest are here in our studio this morning. And uh, we've we've known about the fact that they've had a, a fear. Uh, we've known about this for a few years, haven't we? Yeah, well, yeah, but actually the, the two stories sort of gelled, you know, recently. Uh, and we found out that uh, they both have a fear of, of uh, little people, of, of midgets. So I don't know what the PC term is, so I'm going to go with that. It's little people, little I people. think. Okay. And, uh, and, 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 uh, but the, and it just stunned us because in both cases, both very attractive, very intelligent women yes. who just for this reason, and, and we're not talking simply like, oh, I... I'm a little thrown off by it. There is a fear, a legitimate fear. Yeah, we have uh, we have Nikki and Devin who are here. Hey guys, I hate you. <laughs> Devin, come on. Devin, Devin was started off originally as our, our intern here at, at MMR, and uh, Nikki works in several different positions here. At, at Does the, everything at here. the radio station. She's a uh, definitely a uh, utility person. Uh, but Devin, what what is what's the deal with uh, with uh, I don't, dwarves? I don't really know. Little I've people always had this anxiety. Whenever I see one, how I do you feel? I, I'm all nervous right now. I'm shaking, and I just—I feel like I'm in second grade, and I'm about to read in front of the class, and I'm really nervous. I don't know. I just have that feeling. It's inside. weird because for me, the, the, it's, the, it's the exact opposite. I'm, I'm, I'm always fascinated, and I, I think it's amazing. Like when you see what what they're able to achieve, and it's like uh, you know, and 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 when you see guys who are able to to, to operate in, in a world that's designed for much bigger people and excelling. So I get—I'm like, wow, that's cool. 
you, on the other hand, crap yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, do, doesn't it stem from your mom? Didn't you tell me something about your mom? Yeah, when my mom was pregnant with me, she was watching this show on midgets, and she <laughs> never told me this until I came out with this fear but she just was always afraid she was going to have a midget. So to give birth to, to a give to a give dwarf? birth yeah, to okay. a midget. Right. So it's like I was born with this fear, and when I told her I had a fear, she told me about. Why would your this. mother tell you that? I don't know, but she thinks it transferred but to she, me. There was, yeah. there was a little person yeah. growing up who was a friend of mine who was like the coolest guy, and, and you know I, I've always found him to be like really. High on life and very cool, you know. But uh, for some reason, your fear is at some point you could become a midget. Well, you played the Willy Wonka music. I yeah. hate that movie and I hate what? the Wizard of Oz. I cannot watch them. That, 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 oh, my God. That's she's her. I, I hate both of them. She's visibly shaken. By the way, we have the webcam on uh, WMMR.com if you want to take a look. Now, Nikki, what, what about you? What, what level of fear do you have? They just make me so nervous. I don't know the proportion. It just, it's like your chest clenches up. I don't know what it is. If you happen to see someone, a, you know, a little person walking around, if they happen to be near you, do you make sure that you get away or? Quickly. Really? Yeah. You'll actually, you'll actually start walking faster if you're on, on, a, on a street. And the other direction. And that just, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know. I, it's like one of those things. I feel bad that I'm scared of them because yeah. it's not their fault. Yeah, and yeah. I feel guilty, but then I'm also you know. But it's an honest. You're not Scared making it. It's an honest yeah. fear. You yeah. just. It's just a, it, honestly the way you feel, and, and you and you feel, which is very cool. You came in today that you feel a little, a little embarrassed <laughs> that this is the way you feel. But it, when you get to know Nikki, who's the coolest person you know around, totally. It takes a very little while before you find out she's terrified of the wee folk. <laughs> now, did did, uh, did Willy Wonka have something to do with it? Did seeing the Oompa Loompas scar you as a child, or no? I don't know what it what it is. No? I've always kind of had this fear, and wow. I think it's like escalated like as the years have gone on, which I would think it would you know deteriorate. Is it because you haven't spent enough time with uh, with the wee folk? Uh, you know, maybe you haven't gotten to know one on a deeper level, maybe sexually. <laughs> Because I have some videos I could send to you. Sure. Dude, yes, there are. Are you kidding me? So, Kathy, there's a whole subculture of midget porn. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Bridget the Midget. Bridget the Midget. (laughs) But it's just amazing that two gorgeous women here live in fear of this. And and it's something we can understand. And we actually, we want to help. So, you know, that's why we asked you to come in. A round of applause. Yeah. Or being brave right. enough to come in here. So here, we're going to bring you face to face with somebody of right now, or, or face to, to crotch. <laughs> as, uh, but we want you to be, have an open mind because this is like one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah, his name is Chuck, and uh, here's what we're going to do. Devin, move over there to that mic because we're you're going to bring him through the door here. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll move you down this way, and uh, why don't we go ahead? You can look over the door, open the door, and uh, Chucky, come on out come on and say hi to these ladies here when you get a chance. <laughs> To tell you what just happened. That could have worked out better. Let let me tell you what just happened. The entire time, we had Chucky hiding underneath the desk here that Kathy sits at. Right where the girls were standing, I had them look over to the door, and Chucky came out from underneath and grabbed their legs. I Did you see the look on their faces? Oh, 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 they they both crapped a puppy. 
They're holding each other's hands right now. Yes, they are. And and Nikki had an idea because when she walked in, she looked down there, and so I was like, oh, she knows, but she still jumped out of her. I'm the most gullible person in the world, so if even if I would have seen that, I still would have been scared. Hey, Chucky, let's let's get the mic down to Chucky. Did you encounter people who, who like have this this kind of fear every once in a while? But I don't know why. I yeah. have no idea. I, I think I think a lot of it is a lot of people have never like known or talked to yeah. or hung out with. It's just scared of uh, something different. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you think that? I mean, guys, as you as you're as you're seeing Chucky talking and everything, have you ever like hung around <laughs> a, a, a little person? No, having, no. I run away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, Stefan's mad. <laughs> Nikki? I've, I've been in situations, like, at parties where there have been midgets, and, like, after a while, I can kind of get acclimated in the room Once if I'm far away. If you're far away? Yeah. Really? Like, I just... And I feel so bad. Like, I feel so bad that... You um No problem. Oh my God! Like, she looks like she might cry. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, has anyone ever explained to you what they why they? No one ever knows why. I always yeah. asked, was there a midget clown or you what? Know, you know, I think know. it is. I think throughout like history or like in in literature, like a lot of times the the, the demonic little the creatures are, are depicted as like yeah. S- small. Yeah. Do you think that's a part of it? And they look scary. Yeah, they I, always seem like they look scary. Because you, dude, we he, he, Chucky was out at the Fat Tuesday celebration. We had the uh, uh, the makeout uh, contest. Yeah. Yes, midget makeout. You rocked. It was. I was watching the yeah. footage. It's awesome, uh, but it's it's just amazing that people are. I mean, because look at them. They're they're, 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 they're on the far side of the studio. I'm still thinking about him popping out. It reminds me of when when um, the little toad guy come in Christmas Story when he comes out of the dumpster. <laughs> 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 uh, well, what, do, you, do you guys, have you ever, do, are either one of you afraid of clowns? Yes, my mom is too. There you oh. go. What's with your mom? I don't, she's a freak. What about you, Nikki? <laughs> Just kidding. No, no not afraid of clowns at all, but but the, but the little people, more so men than women, or is it equal? It's equal? Really? It's equal discrimination, what, she what, what if, what, what, do you mind if, 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 if uh, Chucky comes over? In, in proximity, or, or is that is that is that cool? I think I can get a hug. I think I can get a hug. Nick, Nikki really can't. No, but listen, this is it. This is I, you have to admire Nikki's candor on this fact because she feels terrible about it. But and and, and Chuck, you're not you're not offended. You no, understand? Uh, okay. So, no. but but it, it is. I just I'm, we tried to get a therapist here. <laughs> To explain, to explain, because me, you know what, Casey, Casey, you're exact. we were at Target the other day, and my wife saw a little person go by, and she started smiling, because she knew I was going to be like, yeah! But I mean, we're sitting here talking to Chucky, I mean, he's he's just a person. He's like, a great guy. Not, and, and, how could you be, I, I don't understand how you could be afraid, you know Nick, what I mean, at least sitting here, you know, talking to him and, and seeing that he's just a normal person. But Nikki, you don't understand either, right? No, yeah. I mean, I wish like Did, I could, and this is a big step right here, this is, this is huge. It's like and a he did 20 touch foot me, step. so we made. <laughs> well, we were open to get like uh, Chucky to do a lap dance for you or something like uh, no. that. No, 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 no. Devin said no lap dances. Flat out no. Oh, she she called me last night. She was like, "Look, you don't have to tell me what's going on, but no lap dances." Really? Yeah. Really? Hang on, let me let me go to Robin on the phones real quick. Hey, Robin, good morning. Good morning, you guys, Rob. Thank you. What's up, Robin? I have been afraid that little people are going to bite me. <laughs> little people are going to bite you. Yes. Where do you think, think you have that fear from? 
I think because when I was growing up, I heard people say ankle biters. Ankle biters. <laughs> that might do it. I've bitten my fair share of ankles, let me tell you. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 th- I, th- it, I think like, line four has, has a, might have a legitimate... Uh, but is it is it a true condition? I mean, is this... Do yeah, a lot of people have... Probably. I bet you, because look, at it ties right into the clown thing. We, You know, people who are afraid of clowns. Also, people who are afraid of ventriloquist dummies. Me too. Or, I'm afraid of them too. There you go. Ventriloquist. Oh, there was a kid in my grade that looked like a ventriloquist dog. <laughs> Dude, how do you ever go to parties? Because you, you can't see a clown, you can't see a midget, and you can't see a ventriloquist. And you know what? You could never watch the Men Without Hats video. In that, movie Chucky, that movie Chucky, Child's Play? No. Freaks you the F out. Always. But you see, there's a perfect example of some of, of, a, small, of a smaller character that's evil. Yeah. Well, Case, she's worse than me. Oh, Jesus. By the way, Chuck yeah. is an awesome guy, and, and you can contact him through HireLittlePeople.com. He's come out to, to a few of our events and always a huge Always hit. on time, always yeah. does a great job. Yeah. Works the crowd like nobody else. Uh, but let, let me go to this call real quick. I have uh, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. How you doing, man? Good. You guys rock. Thanks. What's up, Ryan? Um, yeah, I'm just like Nikki. I'm, you know, I, I feel really bad about it, but for, for some reason, I guess ever since I was a little kid and watching The Wizard of Oz and everything, I just feel really uncomfortable around the little people, and I don't know what it is. I, well, you, that may be it. That image was socked in your mind early on. Yeah, uh, Chuck, but- do, do, Chuck do, you, do you find, are there women who are actually turned on by, by that? Oh, there's a lot of women that are actually turned on. They're just curious to see. Genitals, right? Yeah. Do you always get that question? (laughs) Yeah, I always get that question. And and, and genitalia-wise, you are? Um, Average uh, for an adult person. For an adult person, which actually, would, in comparison, must make you look hung. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Chucky. Chuck, how how tall are you, by the way, Chuck? I'm three foot six inches. Three foot six. He is tiny. He is a a very small guy. Gets around, goes around and does this stuff. At at Fat Tuesday, man. Oh, dude. He he rocked. That woman, uh, that last woman attacked you. You must have dug that. Oh, man. I got a bloody lip after that. (laughs) And uh, bruised my nose. I thought she broke it. (laughs) He was tearing up. Let's just put it this way. He was was wearing her as a face mask. Hang on. Let me go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Lisa? I totally understand girls, and I'm really sorry, Chuck. But <laughs> it's okay. I, but what's the story? What What is it? What's the, the, the basis? I am afraid of little hands. Little hands? Little hands. Okay. The first thing I look at on guys, I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. Do you think Devin, does it, Devin's nodding? Is that part of it for uh, you? My, my, I've always looked at hands, too. I, a guy has little hands... Like creeps me out. Really? And I hate And Nikki, that. would that be true for you as well? Yeah, I think it's like the proportion difference. Just it's something like that's just yeah. nerve wracking. Okay. I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, it, and it's weird, man. You can see, you can see that it, it sort of troubles you that yeah. it's the case because you don't. She, these guys are the nicest guys you're ever going to find. They are. So, I mean, Devin. No, no offense, Nikki, but Devin is like the sweetest. And and Nikki, you are really, really sweet too. But like, you're just a sweet person. So I know you don't want to like dislike somebody because of their. Appearance, you it's know, not on but, purpose. But I do have a question for you because uh, little people come in <laughs> different varieties, you know, proportionally. Are there certain, you know, proportional little people that that bug you or scare you more than the other? What the big head? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wee Man from Jackass. He doesn't creep me out. Really? Because yeah. he, I don't know. I don't. I don't because know. Because he, he he looks more. Yeah, but have you seen him in person? No. <laughs> she's like, he doesn't scare yeah. me when he's on TV. Right, right. <laughs> Through the safety of, uh, of TV, it's fine. Hang on, let me go to uh, Christy. Hey, Christy, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good, what's up, Christy? 
Well, my husband and my brother have already called me this morning listening to your show, <laughs> laughing at me because I'm scared of midgets. Well, you're not alone, apparently. I, but, that's what I said. That's know, what I see, said. At least I'm not At least I'm not the only one. It seems to be more women. Yes. More and, women are, are yeah, afraid. Would you find that, Because yeah. uh-huh. guys don't seem to have a problem with it. No. Christy, have you, have you ever hung out with a, with a dwarf, a little person before? No, I, no, no, no way. Oh, that's no way. Just, no way. way. There's no part way. of the deal. I, I'm telling you, I, I see them in the grocery store, in the store, and I st- I'll cry. Run the other way and literally cry. It's that bad. You know what you got to do? You got to watch that show that uh, uh, Big World, Little People. Little People, Big, Big World. World. Yeah, yeah. That's a great show. And it's, 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 Do you watch it, Nikki? I, I try to watch it, yeah. And you couldn't I even watch it? I can't even watch Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Wow. The song gives me nightmares. Creepy. Huh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, there's a whole bunch I'm of questions. One of the questions I have to ask Chuck, and we, and we were talking about this last night, have you heard of, are there legitimate midget towns? Have you ever heard of that? Oh, I've God. heard it, but I heard it's a rumor. I don't yeah. know. I've never okay. been we've, there. we've never found, in all the years you've been asked to find, we've never found one goddamn midget town. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I, I think I guess I can correlate this to, Steve, is maybe if you've, uh, if you're not familiar, if you haven't, if you haven't spent enough time with, with people who are a little bit different, it, it can be, for some people, a little bit strange. Like, if you ever, if you've ever met someone who is, you know, say like a paraplegic in a, in a, in a wheelchair, and you've never been around someone before, like that, and their body right. looks a little bit different. It's a little strange, and you're not sure what to do. Do you go up and shake their hand? It feels yeah. it feels weird, uh, but or, or is that not the thing to well, do? You, but you know what? Think of all going back to the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. There's so much imagery that paints little people as freaky evil. Yeah. 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 Straight up evil. But you talk about that, Preston, and we our friend Billy, uh, Special Ed. No, yeah. no he, arms. He's got no, no he's got no hands. So I shake the stump. You, you shake the stump like yeah. it's like but it's a hand. The first time you did it, it the, was weird, right? Uh, well, I was wasn't sure if he was going to be offended, I, and yeah. you know. So as I'm, I'm like, am I? What am I supposed to do? You know. And and he's so cool about everything that I didn't really have a problem asking him, saying, "Am I just supposed to grab the stump and shake it? Shake you know? the stump, shake yeah. It. Go ahead. I, I, I don't, stump the yard, you know. <laughs> stump the yard. <laughs> I don't know if we're if we're at all helping Nikki and no, Devin. Their body language is so tense. Their, their shoulders are all scrunched up, and they're they're still holding hands. And and it's just they can't wait to get the hell out of this studio. They need to leave right now. And oh, I, I got another little person. <laughs> it's just, no, it's just Marissa. Marissa. It's just Marissa. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> well, like, we tried to get a psychiatrist or psychologist in, you know, to, to kind of talk about it. And I, I, I couldn't, you know, I tried a couple of different places. And I thought maybe our friend Dave McGrogan would know somebody. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, listen. He hangs out with the wee folk. <laughs> no, I text messaged him and said, do, you know, do you have any friends that right. might be doctors and would want to talk about it? He goes, well, I'm glad you didn't ask me to come in to be a little person. <laughs> well, it's, all the, it's all the little leprechauns that hang out at Kildare's. Yeah, let me go to James, who has a fetish with... Uh, little women. Uh, James, how you doing, man? Good. How you guys doing, man? Durka, Durka, Durka. Durka, brother. Durka, 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 Durka. So, do you surf the websites? No, no. You know what? You know where Columbus South Flea Market is, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Amish section, there used to be an Amish Amish midget girl over there that would serve, like, pretzels and everything. It was just like a big turn-on because she was in her little Amish outfit. She was a midget. (laughs) Always had a fantasy for an Amish midget girl. Dude, you, <laughs> dude, that is such a precise fetish. Yeah. Not only does she have to be a little person, she's got to be an Amish midget person who knows how to make pretzels. <laughs> that is that's right, yeah. Dude, right, dude, that is the most, that's the most my kind perversion I've ever heard. I love I'm, I'm oh kind of with him though, man. Yeah. She's hang like, on, I'm giving you a case of butt white, goddamn. Hold on, James. She's, Keep it coming. She's pure, you know, yeah. and she's a midget, and she serves pretzels. Well, let's cut to the chase. Every guy thinks, wow, my junk is going to look enormous. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
God. Right? I mean, it's got to be it. This this uh, this little person that went to my pool, this lady, I was physically attracted to her. She, proportionally. Let me tell you. She was fine. She had a great set of boobs. I was like, you know, and I just Case, remember, I can I can picture him right the now. The girl who won, who I want to wow. marry, uh, uh, who wants to marry a, uh-huh. uh, 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 the, little, the littlest groom. Yeah. The littlest groom. The, the, the girl on that show that he that he ended up with, was she I hot? thought was hot. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what? Uh, we, 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 we're going to have, if you want to meet Chuck, he's going to be at the Cardboard Classic. Yep. Uh, he, he's coming out, and uh, the website is HireLittlePeople.com, which also you can go to com, <laughs> uh, which we'll put links up on uh, on PresidentSteve.com. I know you guys got to get going because they've got a, a couple things to get to, and Devin, you got to get to class or something, right? Yeah, so, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think re- they need to give him a hug. I mean, I, come on, face your face. It's not, it's not going to hurt. It's not Give hard. him a hug. Chucky's oh, moving over. All right. Come on. All right, Devin's going to do oh, it. Nikki, give Nikki, him a hug. Come on. Nikki's trying. I don't bite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Nice job, Chuck. Oh, by the way, through. round of applause for Nikki and Devin. Yeah. Yeah, and for Chuck, I, I did not know that they were that nervous. I told you yeah. about this, and, and and Nikki looks scared. And Nikki's she as beautiful as she is. She's a tough chick, you know. Yeah, I mean, she beat Casey in athletics. I know, yeah, well, totally. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Chuck, if, if people want to hire, they can do it for parties, uh, call events, all kinds of things, bachelorette parties, any kind of parties. Cool, man. We'll, yeah. we'll send he, people. He, that way. he knows how to do work the crowd, man. He's he great. Does. Hell yeah, good to see you, man. Yep. Thanks for coming in. It's You're Chucky, my friend. Like yeah. I said. For 50 plus years, MMR has owned the Stones. And now, now, you can own the Stones with a free pair of tickets. Listen to Win Your Way In to see the Rolling Stones July 23rd in Philadelphia. Tune in at 8 a.m. when Preston and Steve reveal the winning Stone song of the day and the hour it will play. Listen for MMR to play it from a vinyl copy of Honk, their new greatest hits album. 25th caller picks up the record and two tickets to see the Rolling Stones. When we spin, you win. Only from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The gentleman that is standing in our studio, would you think it would be fair to say, Steve, that he changed the, the way t- uh, television shows? Uh, oh, yeah. He was an innovator in I the... would say an innovator. Yeah. Uh, I would say a legend. Yep. I would have uh, to say it. Some I quarters. Was, I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer. Yeah. Please, please, thank you. Go get up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here thank this you. morning. So you just did the traffic report, and you didn't even. I was watching. You didn't even look out the window. You don't know. <laughs> you know what? Make this stuff up. That's our, the the big scam is that she actually never looks. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. 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 I have it all here on my computer. I don't have to look oh, out the window. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen, I was thinking yes. about Jerry the other day because I was I was flipping through the channels and I came across. What some, was I wearing? I was no. It wasn't you? <laughs> I was watching a, a movie and it's a, a really bad movie. Oh. It, it was uh, um, uh, Steven Seagal. Uh, hard to kill. Oh. And there's a scene where he wakes up from a coma. He's been out for a few years and he flips on the TV and the first thing he sees is the Geraldo show, Geraldo Rivera. Yeah. And it was the episode where the skinheads were on there, the famous episode. Where he gets his nose up. Uh, yeah, where he gets yeah. his nose up. And all this stuff gets thrown around and, you know, chairs and people are fighting and stuff like that. And I remember that being such a huge deal right. when that happened. Yeah. But it just... It, it just it turned into every day on the Jerry Springer yeah. show, you yeah. know? Fight, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, the thing is, is that you approach it, Jerry, with that, with, you know, Geraldo was attempting to create the illusion that he was being in serious with that. 
you you just uh, use just reckless abandon and have fun, and I, and I love yeah. that. The show is a train wreck that it's you stupid. cannot help but watch. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's a, you know, it, it's a nice job. Well, yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. you the fact. Listen, you kind of throw open the net there. If you want to come down and do the show and 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 yes. expose this about yourself, then do it. All you're doing is providing a platform. Yeah. Are you? Still, at this point in the television's uh, history, amazed that people will come in and expose this stuff about themselves. I'm probably not amazed anymore. Okay, just everybody, you know, it's just done so much, and you read the newspapers every day. And, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, 17 years ago when we started, it was shocking. Now it just seems a day in the park. I mean, just check today's headlines. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And you'll find everything you find on our show. 17 years ago. In fact, we're years. starting to get the children of our original guests on. Wow. Oh, no which way. Is, oh, no, they're procreating. Yeah, this is, yeah, and they weren't supposed to. They were told, <laughs> they were told no procreating on our show. And so you you, you begged them, but they don't listen. Yeah, they just, yeah. yeah. So we have a new generation of guests. Oh, man. I got to say, because uh, uh, every time I go to a, a sporting event, some sort of fight will break out, and I actually will get a little scared. Now, I don't know why. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a fight going I don't on over get there. Hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are, are you uh, still in that phase? You no, because I'm pretty much of a wimp. I, yeah. I'm, I'm never up on stage. I always kind of stay in the back. No, and, and invariably it's, it's it's a midget and some really fat lady fighting. Yeah. So it's not the <laughs> not the kind of fight you couldn't take. So yeah. I, I think one of the most endearing things about you, Jerry, is that you're just so willing to make fun of yourself and have fun with it with, with everything that the show is. And, and two examples that come to mind immediately are, are Austin Powers and The Simpsons. Oh yeah. And when you did the Simpsons episode, you, you know the, the aliens are killing each other and they're they're beaming everybody in the <laughs> audience. And then it just it, the the cut quick cut to Jerry's final thought, and then you're just talking about, you know, what had happened. Did you have fun doing those, and, and and you like doing that kind of stuff outside of the show? Oh yeah, I mean that that's the best part about the job. You get to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Of course, when you do The Simpsons, and I don't know if it's like that with everyone who does it, but you're in a booth, and I didn't know what the script, the rest of the See, script was. You had no so idea. You just do lines, you know, in a vacuum, yeah. having no idea what the storyline is not knowing what I'm responding to when I'm saying this stuff. Right. So they just had me read some lines, and then they put it in there, and they, they did a real good job. Well, I, I pop on the show all the time because I can record. We grab sound, <laughs> sound bites from the show Have all the time. you sought help? <laughs> I mean, are there any one particular, is, at least a cluster that stand out to you as being the moment where you said, oh, my God, this is, it, it, it's just completely gone to hell? Well, we had the guy who married his horse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I thought, but I came, I came out against it. I thought that was wrong. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we did a follow-up show, and the horse left him. The oh. horse left him. Yeah, he was apparently hung like a man. I don't know. Oh. No, but he was. No, no. Actually, it was. We did, a, a, and most markets, thankfully, didn't run it. Really? They didn't. They, they well, because that. I mean, that really was over the top. A little over the top. But the well, horse was so judgmental. <laughs> he can't have that. No well, horse. we got to see a different. Uh, well, I did a different side of you. I think on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Mm. I uh, first of all, okay. I I love the show, but I loved you on that show, and I would pick up the phone every night and vote for you because I wanted you to dance that dance for your daughter, and you yeah. did. And oh you my did. god, it, I was. I think I cried. I think Aww. I cried when you did that. It was, what was it? What was the dance? It was the waltz. It and was you- the waltz. And we danced it at, at Katie's wedding. And what was kind of neat about, about it is, you know, Katie was wearing, you know, this beautiful wedding gown. And in the middle of the dance, she looks up at me and she says, Dad, they can't see our feet because the dress covered right. our feet. 
which was right. So I took those lessons for nothing. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't even have to? No. You could have done anything. been. This is so weird. They can't see our feet. So we just stood there and bounced back and forth. You could have been on a rolling office chair. for But you were great on that show. You really were. Who was your partner? Was it Kim Johnson? Kim Johnson. Yes, she's beautiful. She's yeah. a lovely lady. You know, she really is. Oh, but, you know, she's younger than my daughter. Yeah. Spectacular, man. Just absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> are, now, are you going back? In fact, she asked about you. Oh, oh yeah. Sure, I'm sure, yeah. So they, they have, uh, obviously, a new season coming out. They announced the lineup. Will you come back in? I mean, do they have people from past seasons? Yeah, everyone. Not dancing, but, yeah, but, yeah, they have us back sitting in the audience or doing yeah. some interviews. Can or I come with like you? <laughs> Jerry's digging Kathy. Jerry's digging Kathy big what. time. Okay. I'll show you a waltz. Right. Ah. You come today. <laughs> yes. All right, Daddy. As long as you take me to dancing with well, the stars. Okay. Can you? Can you? Can you do, do a little quick waltz here? I Kathy, don't know the waltz. Come in on. fact, I'm going to be giving you... dancing lessons on radio. Well, there you go. <laughs> on radio. Hey, hey everybody, she danced with Joey McIntyre. Pardon? She danced with Joey McIntyre. He did it. Oh. What? That wasn't your season, right? No. It wasn't my season. But I was with him because uh, in the off-season of the show, they do a tour. Uh, right, yeah. You know, at, at, at a re- and I went on the tour with him to, I don't know, about seven, eight cities. And uh, he was on that. Okay, know, okay. Eight, did eight, you come to Phil? You didn't come to Philadelphia in the tour, did you? No. Yeah, because I went to see it. You went, I don't remember being there. Are you stalking me? Yeah. I do love you, Jerry. Yeah. Really? Well, what's this? It's a wedding ring, Jerry. Get- yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's... Don't you get a day off? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Once a year. I think he could broker this deal. Yeah, uh, yes. I was reading that Harvey Keitel is playing you in the Jerry Springer musical. Yeah, the opera. What? Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, actually, there's a there's a real opera. Yeah, it's yeah, like it was yeah, a hit, right? Yeah. Well, in, yes. In England, it won the Golden Globe. Um, no, not the Golden Globe. The, uh, the Tony? Olivier Award. Oh, okay, which, which is their like Tony. The Tony's okay. Play. And it's a real serious opera. And they do a great job with it. Now they brought it to the States and played at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, Harvey Keitel plays me. And Did you get to see it? To uh, I saw it in England. And okay. Harvey Keitel came out to Chicago to watch us do the show so he could pick up mannerisms wow. or whatever. He's a cool guy. What, was he trying to pull off an impersonation of you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I mean, really, he wanted, you know, he wanted to know what watch I wore, wow. uh, what cigar I smoked, and, you know, he, is, he really doesn't. Is that wild that one of the legendary actors <laughs> well, in the I, world is playing you and it's asking a career you for tips? For him. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I said, this is if you, you know, good Lord, can't yeah. you get work? What are you doing playing me? Uh, now, you have, uh, is, uh, I-, I thought we were going to have uh, Todd come in with you as well. He's uh, kind of your, is he, is, is he your head of security? Or? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, well, no, Jimmy's here, who's the head of security. Todd is, uh, the, uh, well, he does editing for us, but he's also the, uh, the producer. St- the man, uh, no, the uh, crowd. Oh, gosh, Production what? assistant. The warm-up guy? Well, no, I do my own warm up. Your intern? The fluffer? No, no, fluffer. he's really. Gosh, what is it? The floor manager. Oh, the floor director. The floor director. Oh, That's yeah. All this television stuff. <laughs> and he's waving his arm, going, Jerry. Jerry. No, he's a great guy. Yeah, but he's on the trip, but he's not here this morning because, you know, it's not yet noon. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't keep those early hours. Did, are, are you the producer or, or do you, are you I'm, behind it all, Steve Wilco's show? Yes, I'm one of the producers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And, 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 and that's a that... serious show. They, I mean, they do it seriously. And Were you the one that, that came up with the idea? Who came up with the idea for, for having him spin off on his own show? Uh, for uh, Well, the company probably did. Okay. 
and and I think that's normally done. I mean, you know, it's there's spinoffs of all shows that have been on television for some time. Right, you tend to do that, and um, he's very good. Does the does the Jerry chant still break out uh, spontaneously as you're just out and about? Um, well, we they we give him drugs. <laughs> Why? Why? He just dispenses drugs. Yeah, but I mean, if you go to like a sporting wrong, event, uh, if you go to like a sporting event or something oh, like it's that, always yes, yeah. it's constant. I mean, you walk through an airport and it's. <laughs> Jerry, in fact, I have Jerry Jerry um, attached to my alarm clock, so when I get up in the morning, <laughs> you hear that. Yeah. In fact, I, I think we you, have a clip. Actually, uh, would you, would well, you, no. re- would you record it? So, well, sure, I'll, I'll record it. <laughs> and, and you just, just so I can get up in the morning, Jerry. <laughs> go ahead. This is. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, yeah, here. I love, I love though that after an episode where a dude will marry his horse, you'll say you'll have your Jerry moment, which is yeah. we all need to learn to love each other, yeah. Yeah. whether you're a horse or a cow. Yeah. And you, you, you try, you try to make sense out of this insanity. Well, you know, ride your horse, don't marry. It. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Oh so we got I used to ride horses. Dick, but- go away! Dick, go away! Dick, go away! That's Dick, go away! That's for me. Nick, that on my alarm clock. Yeah, yeah. Dick, go away. <laughs> Uh, so, do people need to uh, to just send in their stories to you guys, Jerry? About you, you guys solicit, right? Don't messed up send life. it in. I don't need to hear this. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> sakes. Why are you always sending me? The, why do they send me their problems? Yeah, I have enough problems. No, they. Uh, yes, all we get thousands of calls. You know, within a week, a month of people who want to be on the show. Yeah, and uh, as long as it's outrageous, because on a serious note, we're not allowed to do a show on anything that's. A, that's not outrageous. In other words, if you call us with a warm, uplifting story, yeah. uh, NBC Universal, we're required to send it to another show. So really? they, won't, they won't run it. We could do the show, but they won't run it. Right. We're only allowed to do outrageous behavior or outrageous guests. Wow. So, and what, yeah. what, what point? Because when the show started out, it was originally sort of a regular, straight-up talk show. I mean, a little, yeah, a little more. Yeah, it was a normal, boring show. When, when, did, when did it take the... About when, two and a half years. Two and a half years. And we, yeah, we never made the decision to go crazy. We made the decision to go young. Yeah. Because all the shows at that time, there were about 20 talk shows. God. And everyone was trying to be like Oprah yeah, and yeah. go after what the demographic was, middle-aged housewives. That's right. what the demographic was. Uh, but then Ricky Lake came along. And really, she was the first one to have, to go, uh, to, first talk show to go after the kids. When I say the kids, college age, high right. school. And so we just made the decision, why be one out of 20 going after Oprah's audience? Mm-hmm. Let's be one out of Two and go after Ricky Lake. It's a genius move. Because you're right. There was there was a time where it was you know Jenny Jones and Sarah. Or, I mean uh, um, uh, Sally Jesse Raphael and you and Ricky Lake and you know every time this bled. So these they just started. You popping couldn't be up. an American citizen if you didn't have a show. <laughs> right. It seemed that way for the a chick while. from Nine Hundred Two One Zero had Gabrielle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you're yeah. right. Yeah. that yeah. was a little bit later. I mean, though. really, there were twenty on at one time. And then we went after Ricky's audience, so we started to have young guests, young people in the audience, young subject matter. Well, young people are wilder, and they're much more open about their lives. And that's when the show went crazy, and that's when Universal said only crazy. Where did you film? Where do you film your uh, shows at? In Chicago. In Chicago. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought because I had friends. I, I had to. Have been you like, have no friends. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> guys that Just I know. And stop it. <laughs> guys, I went to college with, and you had mentioned the college crowd, but yes. they, you know, they they made the road trip up to New York, and I guess it was Montel yeah. with the sole uh, goal of just getting on the show. They didn't care who they were going to be yelling at from the crowd, but, uh, yeah. you know... Montel's not a yelling show, though. No, 
it, though, they, they yelled. You know, my friend, oh. they, they call him the Beast. He was on it. I, yeah. I, I, and he gets out in, what, yeah. six more months? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jerry, do you remember the first fight that happened on the show that kind of, you know, Set made everything tone. Yeah, yeah swayed actually, that way? the first time there was a fight, it was uh, some show having to do with the Klan. And we honestly, we didn't have security because whoever thought that yeah. we had a fight on the talk show. Yeah. And we honestly thought that was it. Show's over. We're going to be arrested because there was a riot. Right. And it went on for about 15 minutes. Wow. And there was no one to break up the fights. The audience got in it. It was just total chaos. We thought we'd been canceled. Yeah. The show's over. We're going to prison. Everything. And, uh... But that was the first fight. From then on, we had security. Nice. And they were, they're all like uh, Chicago cops, are they not? Nice. Yes. Steve yes. Wilco was a, was a well, Chicago cop, right? Yeah, they're all Chicago cops. Yeah. Okay. Do you still get criticism from people like the, the PTC or, or, you know, people that, or, or just people used to Jerry Springer and then, you know, they've yeah, accepted we, it yeah, at this we, point? It, we, yeah, we don't get criticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Isn't it amazing that after a while they that. just give up? Well, well yeah, we, we beat Western civilization. We tore that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, now, uh, and now yeah, we're going to try to give Eastern civilization a shot. Sure. You know, whenever I go or stay at a hotel, I always will get... I don't know why it's, it's become a ritual, but the uh, Jerry Springer Uncensored on... on, oh, uh, yeah. on it's always an awesome thing yeah, to you, check you're out. one of those guys that I'm get one, those... Yeah, the cable. You go into the hotels and you get those... But you watch for two and a half minutes. No, <laughs> no, no. Every I'm, movie you watch is two and a half minutes. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need this taken off the yeah. bill. I didn't know I hit yeah. the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I hit the button. See, yeah. though, I remember when that came out. That was like such a big thing. I freaking love it. Yeah, we all got it. You did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course so, I did. So how did I look? You look hot. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, are you going back into politics? I may one day. Yeah, okay. you know, I think about it all the time, but, you know, I might. It's possible. Well, you've had the, the show seventeen years. Yeah. Is, is, there, is there a? Uh, do you have? A, do you have to work on uh, renegotiations every season, or do you have a, a multi-year yeah, deal laid out? Yeah, just mutual agreement. We just do it year to year. At some yeah. point, I'll say that's enough. You'll hang it up. Yeah. But the show could go forever just because it's got a niche. And there'll always be new high school kids, new college sure. kids that are, you know, suddenly old enough yeah. to but watch it. It, yeah. it can't exist without you. I think you you are oh, you, you are the ultimate paradox there because you're there in the suit, seemingly a a conventional <laughs> uh, voice of reason yeah. in this insanity. Without you, that show would not work. Anyone, I don't do anything. What do I do? I, all I do is I stand there and I say, "You did what? Come on out. <laughs> we'll be right back." That's it. That's what sells it. That's how I got the job. Yeah. I was sitting at home one day and I read that they're starting the Jerry Springer show and I'm saying to myself, that's my name. Why don't I give Why it a Why don't I just do it? And I go down and they say, you're gay. I, that would make him gay. That we play that yeah. clip all the time. All that's the time. you. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to play this clip because uh, it is from uh, Austin Powers. Oh. Was, was it the second Hilarious. movie? Yeah, number two. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, this the scene shagged me. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Dr. Evil, we've seen fathers here today open up to their sons, sons to their fathers. Um, is there anything you want to share with us? Share? I'm the head of an evil organization. I don't share, okay, you frickin' idiot? That whole exchange is just... Yeah. And then we're wrestling, and he says, he's biting me. <laughs> and have, you, have there been uh, other movies that uh, Jerry Springer show has popped up in, or is that... There the, was the movie the based yeah. on your show well, with... Yeah. Uh, Ringmaster. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie yeah. Presley, right, was in there? Yes, yes, oh, she was... Yeah. That yeah. must have been a thrill working with her. Yeah. <laughs> and I had lines, too. Yeah, any movie work for Kathy that you could arrange? <laughs> right. Hi. Yeah. Well, there, Let's do a movie together. There's a video. There's a video. Is that a movie? Yeah. Sure. that cinematic, yeah. What yeah. did you do on Days of Our Lives? Uh, oh, yeah, I played a, uh, a Vegas gambler. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a lot so of So you fun. weren't Jerry Springer? No. No, no. he was Pete. Yeah. 
I'm, I usually, yeah, I, I've been in a bunch of movies, but I'm, you know, I, I don't know how to act. So. <laughs> <laughs> just throw your lines and yeah, you do but, your thing. But you get a, you, they give you a van outside, you know, where you can. They give you your own van when you're in a movie. That's it's awesome. great when there's food in there. How, like, how's, how's the singing going? Because I know you had an album. Out hey, thanks a lot. Well, you know, I had a CD out, and you know, the best reason to get the CD, you know, how sometimes you have a wobbly table in the kitchen. <laughs> well, if you take my CD and post it under the shortest leg, it stabilizes. It stabilized. It was, we sold them for that yeah, for, that, for that purpose. It was a country music album. Wasn't it not? was country music. Okay, oh, yeah. God, and the. Uh, and that did the country in. <laughs> that was the last thing that ever happened to that country. Now, last year you were uh, hosting America's Got Talent. Yes, I'm doing it again this you season. You are going to do it again yes. this season. And, uh, in fact, next week I go in to Atlanta and we start the auditions. It'll start It'll be start start airing in July. Uh, Bianca Ryan, the, the gal who won, is uh, from here. From that, that was first oh, season. Right. You were first that season. was season yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, just was the... Um, was the MC, uh, the host yeah, of that yeah. season. And then I did last season, and uh, Terry Fader, the ventriloquist one. And we heard that, they, that yeah. Hasselhoff actually literally makes people refer to him now as the Hoff. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> did you I watch mean, that? You, you, you have, have to refer to him as the Hoff. Yeah, but he calls me, you know, I have to be called the Springs. Right? Okay, all right. <laughs> That's mutual. You're, you're in town, town today, obviously, promoting the, the Jerry Springer show. Um, yes, or uh, and, apologize. Or, <laughs> <laughs> really, which yeah, you can I'm see so on, sorry. on PHL 17, uh, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. You're going to hang out in Philly for the day and then head out? or Yeah, um, later. Well, actually, this afternoon I'm speaking at Kent State in Ohio. So Are you really? Yeah, I'll be flying out soon. You were at Westchester last night, and that's where Kathy went to college. Oh. Yeah. You could have stayed in my dorm room. Yeah, or you could just sleep over <laughs> her house tonight. <laughs> Don't go to Ohio. Does your husband travel? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. <laughs> well, Kent State's available tonight. Yeah. So. Hey, awesome. <laughs> uh, well, Jerry, we, we appreciate you taking time to come you guys by are here. Great. Thank You're you fantastic, and thank you so much. It. And continued 17 yeah. years, God, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, Jerry. Jerry Springer, guys. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. And the Bizarre File is brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware Diamonds. In Alaska, a teenage girl riding in an all-night mountain bike race was badly injured early Sunday morning when a bear attacked her on a trail. Officers were shot... Police officers with shotguns escorted Woods to retrieve the girl who underwent surgery. She's expected to survive. Authorities wouldn't discuss the nature of her injuries except to say they were extensive. In fact, one of the EMS supervisors on the scene said in his 24 years of doing this, these were the most extensive oh. traumatic injuries. What kind of bear was it? A, like a Kodiak bear? The or? bear was a grizzly. Oh. A grizzly. Yeah. Uh, Peter Basinger, a cyclist competing in the race, encountered the injured girl on the trail. Uh, the girl mumbled the word bear but was unable to say any more. She said bear. <laughs> and they took her away. So <laughs> the guy's listening. What was it? Bear. What? She said bear. <laughs> oh, 
I'm right behind you. <laughs> Everyone falls for that. It cracks me up. You injure someone to the point of death, but just so much that they have to whisper. Then the person slows down and says, what did this to you? They invariably say bear, but they say it so softly that you lean in and now your neck is exposed to me standing behind you who then says, she said a bear. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time one of you dicks fell for that, I wouldn't be a bear. So she's in the hospital. Move on to the next story. In Florida, a drowning 375-pound bear was rescued. Again? Did you see the picture of this? Was rescued from the Gulf of Mexico, yes, after fleeing from a neighborhood into the surf. Every time I get hungry, I pretend I'm drowning, and then some jackass comes in and performs mouth-to-mouth on a bear. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission biologists said the uh, large bear was, pretending. was spotted in a neighborhood over the weekend. Bears can swim. Uh, the bear. Now here's the deal. The bear was hit with a tranquilizer dart. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're crazy, man. You're crazy. Man. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, Look at my paw. The bear. <laughs> Rainbow colors, man. The bear was hit with a tranquilizer dart, but managed to escape and bolt into the Gulf of Mexico before well, he bolt, relatively speaking. Before he was sedated, as the tranquilizer drugs took effect, the bear began to drown. That began to drown in the Gulf. However, biologist Adam Warwick jumped in to keep the bear from drowning. Uh, I love you, man. He managed, I love you. He managed to get the bear to shore. The and, bear was like 375 pounds. Yeah, and, and he was performing like a regular lifeguard would. Arm around the neck. neck swimming the bear to shore. Yep, and uh, he had like the bear on his back, and uh, he was doing the backstroke. Yeah. And uh, then... Uh, once he got the bear to the shore, a backhoe operator helped him. I tore his ass out. <laughs> what were you thinking? You're a bear. Uh, I'm a bear. And then a uh, backhoe operator <laughs> helped load the animal to a truck. The bear was relocated to uh, Oskello National Forest near Lake City. So he's going to be able to gallivant in the woods again. Which is what bears do. That's what they They do. Gallivant. How about this? A uh, 17-year-old plunged his car off the summit of Pike's Peak. To avoid hitting a bear? No. No. (laughs) 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 Jumped out and scared him. No. uh, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, Pikes Peak. <laughs> you were just playing around. In yeah. uh, authority, she's messing with you. And what authority said appeared to be a suicide attempt. Wow. The the, uh, the t- now he survived. Oh well, that that uh, yeah, that would I think would be a pretty much guaranteed suicide. Well, he survived. I know what? a thousand foot fall. Stupid. Pikes Pikes Peak is massive. Yeah. Um. The uh, the teens uh, isn't isn't Pikes Peak the in close the, encounters. No, 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 that's, no, that's Devil's, Devil's Tower. Tower. No, yeah. this is a lot bigger than that. Uh, the, the There's teens... Burt's Cyst, <laughs> Pike's Peak, and Devil's Tower. And Lawanda's Vagina. The... <laughs> that's wow. a huge canyon. Yeah. Hello? Hello? The, uh, the teens... Lawanda's Vagina! <laughs> the teens... What'd you say? <laughs> To describe himself. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> the teens. Oh, man, I can mix the bear. Well, let me try it. Can I do that? 
Yeah. yeah. You can make some words. <laughs> awesome. There in the vagina valley. Oh, wow. The team. Should I go for three? <laughs> Bear on phone in Vagina Valley? Yeah, I try it. Yes, I'm looking to order a pizza. I'm hungry. I don't know where I am, but it looks like a vagina. A big stone vagina. I can't believe that word. Hey, Mace, I, I didn't even know you could do that. You got any other ones? Try all four. All right. <laughs> That's the high pitch. Tiny one. bear. <laughs> on the phone. It what does this work? There we go. Yeah. Am I? I'm a bear, but I never quite grew. And I'm hungry, and I'm in a vagina. And so on, and so on. Sounds like eight people talking yeah. at the same time. Anyway, back to this kid who tried to kill himself. Oh, yeah. The uh, teen's Nissan. Oh, yeah, that's sad. That Nissan Maxima plunged more than 1,000 feet down the ravine, strewn with boulders and scree. Is, what is scree? It's a uh, loose rock. Uh, yeah. Okay. With scree, uh, he pulled himself from the wreckage. Now it's scree. But it, <laughs> it took hours for the local rescuers and military helicopters to make the daring rescue. Uh, he was taken to a uh, hospital in Colorado Springs in stable condition. <laughs> Witnesses in the parking lot saw the teen's car plunge off the north side of the parking lot at about 1.15 p.m. Why did you do this? Police said the incident was a suicide. He said because of a bear. <laughs> A what? A bear. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> oh, my God. Can the promo be five minutes long? An all-bear bizarre photo. Bears are intrinsically funny. Dude, we ran out of music. I know. It's the first time I think that may have happened. Oh, my God. Uh, police say the incident was a suicide attempt stemming from a relationship between the boy and his girlfriend... What he said <laughs> that it recently and uh, recently ended. <laughs> Turn around, <laughs> bright eyes. <laughs> What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now. Papa Roach. Everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Steve, what's going on? Well, Nick Hogan's lawyers yesterday filed a motion to have the Hulkster's son removed from prison and put under house arrest until he turns 18 on July 27th. Terry Nick reportedly asked his lawyers, quote, how long does it take for your anus to shrink? Prison is not going well for Nick Hogan. Kelsey Grammer reportedly suffered a mild heart attack while vacationing with his family at their home in Hawaii. Sadly for Grammer, the attack occurred during a luau, leaving most to believe that he was simply doing a hula dance. Oh, oh my God. As of yesterday, the offer for exclusive shots of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's soon-to-be-born twins up to $15 million thanks to an offer from OK Magazine. Sources close to the couple say that they countered with a request for $20 million with the additional $5 million guaranteeing that OK Magazine will own one of the children. Oh, so, wow. That's a good deal. And finally, this is really sad. Tatum O'Neill was arraigned yesterday in a Manhattan criminal court on charges of possessing both crack and regular cocaine during a bus Sunday night. O'Neill says she was not using the drugs and was simply doing research for a movie role that has yet to be written or offered to her. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, 
uh, our next guest uh, in the studio is uh, he's awesome. That's all I can say. <laughs> one, of, one of the longest running cast members on Saturday Night Live, ten seasons. Yes, a number of some of my favorite skits. Uh, some a number of uh, great films, uh, Mean Girls, Benchwarmers, uh, most recently Semi Pro, mm-hmm. uh, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, uh, <laughs> is now on the Bill Engvall Show, also known as the Ladies Man mm-hmm. from time to time. And the first guest I think I've ever seen to actually adjust the lighting. Yes, he's a. <laughs> He knows what he's doing. Uh, please welcome Tim Meadows. Yeah. Wow. Hey, what's happening there? Thank Our, you very much. Our pleasure. Thanks for being here this yeah, morning. Thank you. You know, no, I just, I saw the lighting as soon as I walked in, and I was like, this has got to be fixed. <laughs> I'm not going to be sitting here in the dark. We have our webcam on you right now, too, so it, it's, yeah. uh, it needs to be a flattering light. Yes, exactly. I mean, I want my, my image to go out there. I want it to look good for my, my people. <laughs> That's and what it's all about. And you know what? Yeah. Did you notice when uh, when Tim came walking in, he had a little video camera with him? Uh, is that you were taking video? I believe. As yeah. You were meeting each one of us. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm putting together a video for my kids because they really don't understand like why Daddy leaves for such long periods of time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna just say, you know, these are the people that I go out and meet for my job. Is that one of the benefits of working on a on a sitcom or working on a set show for a while? You have a you have a sort of a fairly normal schedule? Yeah. It's actually too normal. It's yeah. you know, because we usually get done at three o'clock and then I'm like the rest of the day I don't know what to do with myself. Well S N L was not that. S N L was, no. was was more austere, was it not? Yes, it was the opposite. It was it was long hours, uh Decent pay, but it was a lot of fun. So I read, I read a quote of yours that said, "When you when you joined the cast, you were like joining with all these heavy hitters already in place, mm-hmm. and that it was the hardest thing was to get any airtime. Yes, to get on. Yeah, I mean it was like uh, you know those guys were amazing. So we're talking like we're talking Phil Hartman, Phil and- Hartman, Dana Carvey, right, yeah. Kevin Nealon, Mike Myers. I mean it was like they were they were all. It was just a, a show full of home run hitters. Right. And then they brought in me and Farley and Sandler and Schneider and Spade. So we were. I mean, you know, I'll keep using baseball analogies, but we were good double and you know triple hitters. Right. Right. Know? Yeah. We could bat runs in. But those guys were great. So yeah, it was intimidating, and and uh, I just tried to be as serviceable as I could. Do you need coffee? Yeah, I'll get you coffee, guys. Sure, yeah. uh, who's hungry? I'll get sandwiches. So... Uh, yeah, but, but you were, you're, go ahead, Casey. No, no, you're being modest, but uh, you know some of the funniest sketches that that uh, you know were on Saturday Night Live, you know, were because of you and, and because of you know how you played the part. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, I, I, I recollect one. I have to tell you, this is one of my favorites. Is when Michael Jackson was going to brush up his image a bit and was trying to go to a club to hit on women. Yes, and I believe the <laughs> the guy who was his intermediary was Patrick Stewart. That's and, right. Uh, it was hilarious. Thank you. I wrote that. Uh, sketch. Did you write that? Yeah. Well, good job, sir. Yeah. And and Patrick Stewart wanted to be in it. It was the cold opening, and usually we don't. Don't have the host in the cold opening, but yeah. he loved that sketch so much. And he was the attorney, and Michael Jackson would go, <laughs> you know, he was trying to meet girls to show that he wasn't weird, and he'd be like, Yeah, baby, um, I just want to say that um, if you'd like to come back to my place, I have a, a llama. Um, sweet, sweet bitch. <laughs> and then the girl would go, I'm sorry, excuse me, and she'd walk away, and then Patrick Stewart's character would go, I'm Michael Jackson's attorney, and I'd like to invite you to Never Neverland. Here's a free pass. <laughs> so, but it was it was really it fun. It was very funny. And very that was funny. a huge uh, Patrick Stewart, I mean, I liked Star Trek, so uh, it was great. It was a big thrill for me. 
I have to ask you also. Uh, we we. we I a, usually do a better Michael Jackson. It's no, really that's fine. Early. That was fine. Uh, we we took a whole bunch of guys. To, <laughs> <laughs> he does a great one too. Uh, not maybe not today. We're gonna Michael Jackson off. <laughs> Michael Jackson off. Uh, we took a whole bunch of guys, uh, perverted guys, to go see Mean Girls when it opened up. Yeah. Perverted yeah, guys. Yeah. Remember that press? Yeah, we called it the Dirty Old Man Matinee because yeah. that was uh, we. When Lindsay the, Lohan was at her. She well, she was just about to turn eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we told people that well, if you feel really Filthy. gross going by yourself, let's all go together. <laughs> yeah, and watch. And you know what? And we were surprised that it was a really good movie. Surprised? Thank well, you. Well, I mean, a surprise at her, I guess more yeah. so. And we weren't sure what to expect, but it was. I laughed out loud. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, really was uh, it was a very good movie, and uh, the, it was very awkward for me too because she was not eighteen yet, but she was. She had the physique of a very old 17-year-old. I don't know how to best describe it. She's built, built like a, a, a brick crap house. And, yeah. and and she was, I mean, in that movie, yeah. she looked phenomenal. She looked great. And there would be scenes, there was one scene in, where I was bringing her into the office to after we found the burn book. And before each take, she was getting ready, and I was pretending to not look at her because <laughs> it was just me and her in this little closet. Sure, yeah. And so I was just closing my eyes, and she'd go, "What, what are you doing?" And I was like, "I just, I can't. I don't even want to talk about it. I just, I'm not looking at you." And I'm going to go out, and then I'd make. She'd start laughing, and then I'd, you know, we'd go into the scene, and I'd be really angry, and then she would laugh in the scene because well, what we were doing, but right. It, yeah, she was. I, I I got to say, she's one of the nicest people. Is she? Yeah, yeah. Because she's, she's talk about having a, 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 a troubled history. Yeah, everything changed after that movie. But yeah. I've seen her in between all that time. You know, a couple of times, and I just want to say, like, even she's a very sweet girl. Yeah, and she's yeah. she's a, she's a pretty good actress too, and really talented. Yeah, really. And now she's over eighteen, and I. Would love to be her boyfriend. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Were you, uh, were you on SNL when she hosted and did the Harry Potter skit where she came out as Hermione? No, you, I didn't. You, you, know. you would laugh. You see, yeah. You've seen that skit, though, right? I didn't see it, no. Well, she it, came it out as yeah, a fully developed Hermione, and, and uh -huh. all the other cast members of Harry Potter go gaga over her, and just her boobs are popping out of the dress. But it was it was very funny, and she, obviously she has the comedic chops to be in, in a, a serious actress yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and you also have a history of working with um, hot actresses like Tiffany Amber Thiessen and, and the Ladies' Man. The Ladies' Man, which yeah. is really an underrated movie. I, I went and saw you. it in the theater, and I, I laughed my ass off. Yeah, um, we had a good time doing that movie. And well, was that was that sort of a of a, of a double edged sword there? Because for a while, there were anybody who had a character that appeared in a couple of skits on SNL got a movie. Mm -hmm. did, did you go to Lorne Michaels, or did he? Did... No, they came to us, yeah. and we actually did not want to do it. I would imagine because... it, it'd, be, it'd be scary because sometimes it can kill the character. Yeah, and, yeah. and we, it was just too much pressure. You know, it was like, well, this character is just something that we do for fun, and we're right. glad people like it. But like to invest millions of dollars in making a movie, we were unsure. But then. You know, me and the guys that I wrote it with, all of our um, spouses said, you should, guys should make this money. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're so, right. Yeah. So we did, you know, and uh, every step along the way, it turned out to be a lot of fun. And Tiffany was really sweet. And actually, one time, uh, me and Will Farrell, who's in the movie, we were talking about, like, how beautiful she was. And um, he said, you know, I saw her in the, in the elevator this morning at a hotel, and it had to be by, like, 730 
And she was the most beautiful person at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> I you don't know, doubt it, yeah. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind. And this is me talking. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't mind waking up next to that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I was married, I could never do it. <laughs> I but remember I love her. At one of the, uh, one of the <laughs> SNL uh, anniversary shows, Chris Rock came up and he said, do you realize that all the people in this room are responsible for some of the worst movies ever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he should have included himself in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he did. Well, you're yawning. <laughs> Wow, I'm busted, Kathy. Wow. We sat here and hey, listened to auditions yesterday. No, she was she was uh she was out late last night, even got in trouble from the husband <laughs> yeah, yeah, for being out late last night. Wow. So. That's nice. You were at uh, you uh, threw out the pitch at uh, Wrigley Field recently, right? Yes. I uh, a couple of days ago and I threw a mad strike. It was unbelievable. All was, the way from the mound? All the way from the mound. Nice. The uh he caught the catcher caught it and he was I was sort of asking him before because he didn't wear any pads you know right, yeah and he was like i was like well can i throw it as hard as i want to and he goes yeah don't worry <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i can really throw it fast maybe you should put on some pads no i'll be fine mr meadows <laughs> in fact he was naked yeah. did you have the radar gun on it how fast did you get it up to i probably got it up to about 40 miles an hour it's wow. not bad maybe <laughs> no for hey for for an average joe yeah. that's yeah. go to go to one of those pitch games uh -huh. and see how hard you can throw it without Without your arm ripping out of its socket, yeah. it's freaking yeah. hard. Yeah. But tonight I'm gonna let it rip. I'm Are you see really? How hard I can throw it? All right, because you know? I got good form. Well, and so. uh, you know, if you really mess it up, you get national press out of it. So yeah. uh, that's what Danny <laughs> DeVito did last time he was here. And in fact, we were just showing you a video, which is on PrestonSteve.com, of uh, Mariah Carey. Oh jeez, yeah. she didn't make it three feet. No, no yeah. it didn't even clear the pitcher's mound. No, dude, and yeah. that was done in Japan, and now it's like international news. Yeah, so. yeah. But she had a great outfit on. Yes. It's she looked like a conducive <laughs> for pitching or stripping. <laughs> you should wear that tonight. I should. Hang, press. hang on real quick. I'm going to go to uh, Megan. Hey, Megan, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Megan? Um, I was calling to offer my services if Tim Meadows actually needs a date for the Phillies game. Ooh. Ah. Services. I like the sound of services. <laughs> it's like your customers. Yeah. It's she's, like customers. she's 24, Tim. Have you been told you look like anybody famous, Megan? Uh, not recently. Okay, like uh, somebody like uh, George Kennedy? <laughs> <laughs> George Washington? Yeah. Uh, wow. Anybody? Uh, how would you describe yourself, Megan? Um, I'm 24. I'm a brunette. Um, I work at a law firm. Okay. What else would you like to know? How big are your boobs? Yeah. <laughs> a solid C. A solid oh, C. That's good. A comfy C. Thanks, Kathy. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, well, just to hang on. We'll, we'll get are you fun to be around? Absolutely not. I'm a total bore. Yeah. Okay. Well, are, I mean, you're a lawyer. Is that what you said? No, I'm secretary. Oh, okay. Secretary. Is it just me or does, someone, does it feel like we're doing ladies' man? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, listen, I would like to take you. Oh, I would like to give you some dictation. <laughs> Cut off the tation. Oh <laughs> he, he was always very subtle. <laughs> yeah, listen, I don't beat around the bush when it comes to the ladies. Yeah. So, well, listen, um, I will think about this. But uh, yeah, seriously, I mean, wait, I'm serious now. It's too late. I, I uh, yeah, I mean, I it, you know, I'd like to see. Uh, you know what I look like, but I don't know what you look like. That's the only. But I'm sh you sound nice. Send a picture. Are you anywhere near a computer that has I a picture of you? I am. All right, send someone over to uh, Nick at WMMR.com right now. With your contact information. Yep.
All right, I will and, do that. And we'll right, let cool. you know. All right, thanks, Megan. There you go. Thank and you. Got, and now dude, our we phones are. got the ladies, man. <laughs> and Anna-Marie's flailing her arms like she's having a seizure over <laughs> here. Oh, yeah. You're late, so yeah. we're keeping you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. She I wants to go. I look out of the corner of my eye. It looks like she, I need to perform a uh, put a pencil in her mouth. Mm. Well, listen. Here's. I it. thought a plane was landing. She was <laughs> doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, park over there. <laughs> like, is she listening to YMCA in her iPod? Uh, nice. Uh, by the way, um, Tim is going to be at uh, Dave and Buster's today from uh, seven thirty till nine thirty. I am. Yeah, that's that's what I've I've been told. There's a Bill Engel uh, show party at Franklin Mills. Is that tonight? That that is going on. Yeah. That's by right. the way, it's the highest rated sitcom on cable, dude. Well, what time? Wait, what time's the baseball game though? You'd be throwing out the first pitch before seven. Yeah, I don't even know. I just go wherever they <laughs> tell get, me. You don't get to stay at the game though. I get to stay for a while, but then I think the Dave and Buster's thing is like a late, late seven fifty. You get there at eight fifteen. You'll be fine. All right, All right and yeah. you can watch the game at Dave and Buster's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Send Megan along with you. Yeah. You got some no battle offense. cards. You know, no offense, Dave and Buster. She can prepare a will for you while you're there. <laughs> hey, <should> we... <laughs> <laughs> that would be a yeah. We're gonna we're gonna just shoot two birds with one stone here. I need a will, and I want to make love to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do do we want to have uh, Tim help us out with our final gash cab of the day? Uh, Anne Marie, are you going to have a full blown heart attack? Okay, no, she's right. doing the dance from airplane. Uh, all right, <laughs> all right so I got a knife in my back. <laughs> okay, he can't stick around. All right, all right. All right uh, he does have to go. Tim Meadows, ladies yeah! and gentlemen, yeah. thank you guys. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ninety three three WMMR. Everything that rocks.